0: This episode of the Terrell Terror Podcast is brought to you by Black Cat Shadow. You can check them out at blackcatshadow.com or follow them on Twitter at Black Cat Podcast. On with the show. It's time to turn out the lights, grab some popcorn, and watch some horrible horror movies. This is the Terrible Terror Podcast. Each episode, I delve into the world of terrible horror movies. Why do I do it? Well, I can't really explain it, but I love these horrible movies. If you've made a horror movie on your phone or made your own special effects MacGyver style, please send it my way. Now, what happens when you take two classic horror icons and pit them against each other, only to have one do all the killing? Why, you get Freddy... Versus Jason. Why, hello everybody and welcome to the Terrible Terror Podcast. Uh, this episode, I've got another guest... Why don't you say hi, Dave?
1: What's up, everybody?
0: Hey, there you are. <laughs> so we've got a treat. Again, versus month, I decided to bring uh, everybody, fandom uh, Dark Dave, back onto the uh, program uh, so that we can actually discuss a movie, a full movie, not just random stuff going on, having great conversations. But, of course, I... Like, Thinking of the two Versus movies, I knew that I had to bring him in for one, uh, and it just turned out that Freddy versus Jason was his choice, uh, and that's absolutely perfect. I think that's a way to go, because as we were talking before, you're a little more of a Jason person, and I'm a little more of a Freddy person, so this kind of works out. Uh, But we, of course... I don't know if this is the film that you really wanted it to be for them to come together finally uh, and have that rivalry.
1: Yeah, it feels like the uh, the more times I watch this movie, I can find something that I like and then find something that I permissively ignored before. And so it puts me in a position to, to vote for Jason here and there, but then turn around and vote for Freddy Krueger here and there. And then turn around and thank God that I thought it was just a little bit better than AVP.
0: Yeah, just a little bit better. Not by a whole lot. Um, I don't know if I can say that just yet. Uh, we'll definitely find out by the end of the podcast whether or not I think this is better than AVP. Uh, but off the bat, I want to say uh, costumes. The the makeup and the costumes for both. I, I know we'll get more into it in later things, but uh, I mean, Jason was pretty much just licensed for this movie because W B. They own New Line Cinema, and that gives them access to all of the Freddy stuff. So, like, in the beginning of the film, which we'll go into, uh, they show a lot of clips from every Freddy movie of every kill. And But I do not count those towards the kill count. Now, mind you, because those, those are in the past. It's not this specific movie. Um, so, it uh, you, you really, like, don't get a whole lot of Jason. And then Jason's got that funky-ass hair he's got like a little curl off the back of the side of his like left side or right side, I don't remember quite but it's like he looks like he's a fucking stooge is what he looks like with the Jason mask and it's not even the the normal Jason guy, the guy that had done from I think uh, Jason takes Manhattan all the way up to Jason X, it's somebody completely different in the role but of course at least we've got Robert Engel in the role of Freddy Uh, though his makeup While it looks a little better, it looks faker. (laughs) I don't know if that's right. Like, if that's exactly how I want to say it, but it it definitely looks a little more plastic than what Jason's does. Like, his looks a lot more natural, especially in the way that he has uh, the the shirt and uh, you know his jacket, his machete, his mask, and, and even with the stuff that's on him.
1: Yeah, I uh, I too found myself distracted by Jason's curls, and uh, what it reminded me of was uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Whenever uh, little Corey Feldman shaved his head, and he kind of still had the strands of hair left, and I'm like, that's exactly what that looks like.
0: Well, maybe it was an homage because, of course, there's different like little. There's not a whole lot of things there's to to the franchise it is, but like, of course, the biggest one will just get out of the way is the whole main heroine being named Laurie. Um, that feels just like a Laurie Stroud type of... Especially the way the movie ends, it it kind of makes me believe that there really was truly one winner, and that person was not involved in this film at all, right? The whole Halloween franchise is ultimately the winner of this movie. Um, but, you know, especially, they, they do try to link things in from the Friday the 13th universe in, and of course, there's tons of Nightmare on Elm Street stuff. It pretty much... Without giving much away right now, but it's pretty much a Nightmare in Elm Street movie. I don't know if I'd necessarily consider it to be a mashup, right? Well,
1: yeah, oh. Freddy, he, he definitely drives this movie.
0: Yeah, of course. Well, and even when you start the film, like you're about to hear, it's all about Freddy.
2: children who gave me my power the springwood slasher that's what they call me
0: and again do we really need just like a batman movie do we need to learn about his parents dying once again do we need to be refreshed about freddy i mean this is only in 2003 that this film came out yep so why do we need to learn more about what happened to him and and how he came to be Well, it kind of does set up more of the film as, you know, you hear. My reign of
2: terror was legendary. Dozens of children would fall by my blades. (laughs) Then the parents of Springwood came for me. (laughs) Taking justice into their own hands. I I might have been a little body. But after they killed me, I became something much, much worse. The stuff nightmares are made of. The children still feared me. And their fear gave me the power to invade their dreams. And that's when the fun really began. they figured out a way to forget about it. To erase completely. Being dead wasn't a problem. But being for stuff. Now that's a bitch.
0: Yeah, that pretty much is a bitch, right? <laughs> <laughs> so its it starts off, you know, right there with the whole boiler room and you get to see... Freddie before he's burned up and before he accepts the demon oath that somehow came later on that never really was talked about in the first couple origin movies um, I don't think, even think that came up to like basically towards the end of the whole series right
1: yeah I don't think you got anything till um, part five whenever it actually showed Robert England play you know his version of himself before he was burned
0: yeah because it's definitely not in the first two and the second one is Again, that's kind of the weird one of the whole franchise. Uh, and then the third one kind of brings everything back to where it was, you know, or where it ended up. And he really didn't get a whole lot of the origin stuff, I guess, maybe until, you know, you got it in the beginning in the first ones, but it was more talked about, not shown, like you were saying. Really, it's, it's later on that they show more of it. And so it's weird seeing Robert England as Robert England being Freddy before he's burned up in the beginning of the film.
1: Yeah, actually, I think what it was—I said that wrong. Part five is when you get more of the how he was conceived, and part six, Freddy's dead, is when you get him as the serial killer who becomes Freddy. There you go. I yeah, and you know, maybe um, maybe the whole point of this movie with the long intro is to kind of take him out of the mindset of being goofy Freddy for a little while and show that he's you know evil again. That yeah, but, but then <laughs> where it ends up, <laughs> it's like. Yeah yeah <laughs> what the fuck man
0: well the the other thing is as we talked before we went on you know starting recording this thing is that right away right after this scene we realize how much of a hard r this movie is because we go to camp crystal lake and there are boobs right away it's it's like okay this is like three minutes into the movie and we're already getting nudity wow they went the right direction with this film <laughs>
1: Yeah, that, that's something that both uh, franchises did often, so it kind of works.
0: Yeah, and it's kind of cool that it, they went over there, and I did get kind of a uh, Jason X uh, into the simulator vibe at this point, because we know that we're inside Jason's dream, or at least we are we can kind of assume, uh, because with everything, the way that Freddy kind of ends up talking about Jason uh, leads you to believe that he's already been dormant for quite some time.
1: Yeah. And the interesting thing is um, it just kind of opens up with her stripping down and jumping in the water and you don't know who she is and where she comes from. But like you said, you know, it has something to do with Jason dreaming. Mm -hmm. And uh, I actually went and watched every deleted scene I can find. And she's actually a camp counselor. There's a whole sequence where she's a camp counselor and she leaves the kids to go meet her boyfriend.
0: Oh, because she does say that. Well, here, let's let her explain what she was doing when Jason catches up to her.
3: I should have been watching them. Not drinking. Not meeting a boy at the lake.
4: I deserve to be punished. We all deserve to be punished.
5: Jason. My special, special boy. Do you know what your gift is? No matter what they do to you. You cannot die. You can never die. You've just been sleeping, honey. But now, the time has come to wake up. Mommy has something she wants you to do.
0: So, you also get the biggest flaw, I think, of this movie right here at this scene, and it's the CG. When they change from counselor to counselor to counselor, it looks terrible. They did a really cool effect where, like, the face changes and they show, like, the, f- the flesh underneath the skin as it went to the next counselor. But it looks so terrible. And <laughs> I, I just, like, why, why did they go this route? And it's, it's the one thing that I can say, if I'm comparing AVP and this together, AVP was a lot more practical stuff, which didn't make it look terrible. This is a lot less practical, a lot more CG stuff that just makes it look cheesy and cheap. And this is one of those scenes right there.
1: Yeah, and that's something that's crazy, too, because in a lot of the Nightmare on Elm Street stuff, they had the insane stuff, but they still were able to do it with practical effects. Um, and in this one, I guess they just went for budget and did CG. But, yeah, there's some things throughout the movie I wasn't too pleased with.
0: No, and it, what's funny is that all the stuff that they showed during the, like, when he's talking about himself and he's remembering the good old days of, man, remember when I killed all those kids and everything was cool and kosher, man? Uh, it's all the practical, really cool stuff. Even the weird giant worm thing where he's eating the one counselor not counselor the one victim i should say it still looks it's cheesy but it looks cool because it's all practical effect of it chomping down and swallowing the the poor girl whole, right it's not what turns out in some of these scenes of this movie that we'll talk about i hate doing this because i want to get right into those scenes and just go right away but we have to go through the movie and so from here, uh, seeing Jason and Jason seeing his mom, and kind of the whole setup kind of happens. Uh, we go and we get introduced to our teenage fodder, uh, and they're busy playing a game of uh, Mary F Kill.
3: Mary fucker kill. Your choices are your choices are the Three Stooges. Go, Kia. <laughs> oh God. Um, which one had the super bad toupee here? Harry. Mar- no, 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 no. It was, it was Mo, Well, oh, yeah. Either one, I'd kill him. <laughs> okay. Well, who'd you fuck that? This is stupid, you oh, come, come on. Come on. Oh, God, whatever. <laughs> Look, I fucked the ball guy and I married Mary. Jesus. <laughs> is, is this what we're doing all that, Because, y'all, this is really stank.
0: And there we get my favorite actress of the film. Uh... I don't know why Destiny's Child need to be a part of this movie, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, it was funny because I was my wife has actually never seen this film before, and I was amazed that she's never seen it. And she's just sitting there on her phone while I was watching, and she's like, Is that Kelly Rowlands? I'm like, What? She's like, I've never seen this movie, but I know a Destiny's Child when I hear one. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Yeah, yes it is. Uh and Man, she's just... I don't know if it's just miscast or kind of typecast. Or they just thought maybe this would be like star power that they would bring to the film. But I just... she's She can be... I don't want to say hit or miss. Because she's a lot more miss than hit. Uh, She really only has a couple scenes where it's kind of like... Okay, that was well... The direction to give her was well done. Whereas a lot of them are like this. Where... How do you not know who the Three Stooges are? I'm
1: asking you. Yeah, she seems kind of over the top.
0: Yeah, for for a lot of the film, she's definitely over the top. Especially the big climax scene that, again, (laughs) I wish I could just (laughs) jump around. I want to talk about specific scenes and go through it. Uh, Why did I decide on this format? (laughs)
1: Right. (laughs) We'll get there.
0: Uh, Can we also talk about how much of a mama boy they make Jason in this film? He hasn't been a mama boy since, what, maybe three, maybe four?
1: Yeah, he left it behind years ago, man.
0: Yeah, you don't need to focus on, like, oh, we're going to bring him back because he's going to be his mom. Like, that makes no sense, at least at this timeline, unless this is, you know, before. If they're trying to make it canon, which, of course, they're not. Uh, We also get introduced to the boys uh, that are also going to be fodder very soon. Uh, And one of them makes the mistake of flicking a cigarette right in Jason Voorhees' face. I
1: guess he didn't want it.
0: I I guess. um, Wasting (laughs) a cigarette, right?
1: You know, that's not the first time in this movie a cigarette gets flicked and catches nothing on fire.
0: Yes, when she is smoking inside the house and then goes to the window she takes like two puffs and then throws it out the goddamn window like
1: what? that's about as long as the swim in the beginning of this movie about what Five <laughs> second jump five. in and get back out
0: well it's, it's just as long as when the boys come up to the door and they've been, we've been standing out in the rain forever and they're barely <laughs> wet <laughs> like the hair is wet they obviously had like been sprayed on the head you know but the jackets like they're bone dry and that's a common occurrence in this goddamn movie there's like rain all the goddamn time, and people aren't wet at all.
1: They don't—they uh, don't give us uh, fans enough credit that we don't catch that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, so of course they bring the boys in the house, and that—the reason why they did. Well, well, let's let Kelly uh, explain it to us, or as she's known in the film, Kia.
3: Oh my God, Kia! He is a total idiot. Get him out of here! Oh, Lori, come on, give him a chance. I don't like him. You know what? You don't like anybody. I mean, Laura, you've barely gone out sure. since what? Since my mom died. Yeah. Well, you know what? My dad needs me, so I-, I can't just go out with guys all the time. And if I did, it would not be with somebody like Blake.
0: So, of course, they're trying to get her to get with this guy. It's weird. Like the one girl um, whose name escapes me because I don't need to know her name really. To be You're honest. talking about cigarette girl. Cigarette girl. Yeah, that's
1: uh, Gibbs.
0: Gibbs, okay. Stupid name. <laughs> well, so is Kia. <laughs> I just kept thinking well, about Kia's cars. A car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then it made me think: Well, were Kias around at this time? And well, if
1: they if we weren't, Gibbs, we could call her Ginger Snaps. Ginger Snaps—is that where she's from? Yeah, she's ginger.
0: Oh, holy shit! I did not put that together.
1: That's because she's wearing that stupid red baseball cap the whole time.
0: Oh, and she has absolutely horrible sex with her boyfriend too. Oh man. <laughs> i was just like what what again um but it's just like the the situation of okay we need to get her mind off of whatever and because you don't know that it's will just yet uh and uh like we're bringing these two boys to the house and i'm not gonna do anything with either of them like you know i'm gonna throw them at you and i'm gonna sit back and watch because the other guy is her boyfriend
1: like, what, yeah, that,
0: what ma- that makes it... Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, of course, the, yeah, Ginger Snaps and her boyfriend go upstairs. Um, and By command. By command, right? He He's like, come on, don't leave me waiting. Snap, snap.
1: Don't make me tell you twice.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's already taken off his shirt. What are we going to do about this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try that. Oh, I'm, I'm going to let you know that doesn't work at all for anybody. Oh, no. <laughs> just go just go up to somebody, open your shirt, you know, what are we going to do about this, huh? Huh?
1: And huh. You, you know how we talked about the main character's name is Laurie, and we're getting the Halloween feel for it? Mm-hmm. Did you not get the Scream vibe of, the? you know, ever since my mother's died, my dad needs me? And her last name in this movie is Campbell, as in Nev Campbell from Scream?
0: See, this is like inceptioning in itself all over the place. Uh I, I didn't even put two and two together and it makes sense at the same time, especially the way kind of that it, it's opening or at least giving the scheme you're right with the the fact that the mom's dead and then the fact of the is that you know, spoiler alert for later on in the film, the father is blamed for doing it. Mm-hmm. That is a... I didn't even fucking think about it. Scream came out in what, 2001? 2000, Uh, somewhere around
1: there? Well, no, the first Scream was in the 90s.
0: Was it in the late 90s? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Man, that is going to be embarrassing when people listen to it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is 2017. It's been a while.
0: It's been a while. Yes, it has been some time since the Scream movies come out. uh, Even though I think they're planning on another one. Possibly. Ugh. Uh so we get to go upstairs from here. Uh, they're downstairs they're still doing whatever the hell they need to do. Uh and but upstairs meanwhile Ginger snaps and her boyfriend's getting it on. And they are it, it is like I said before kind of the most awkward boring sex that I've ever seen. Like it, it, she's just doing it to do and she even says the only reason I'm with him is cuz he's got a cute ass.
1: But she needs a lot of beer first.
0: Yeah, exactly. A ton of beer and, and then even when he like she tries to kiss him after they're done, he's like, Ew, don't even do that with your cigarette breath.
1: And your like, hair smells like menthol.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, what the fuck, man? Who cares? She's kinda hot. Go with it. She's a werewolf. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> So, of course, after everything is done, he sends her to go take a shower because, like you said, her hair smells like menthol cigarettes. <clears throat> and then we get another body shot of uh, Ginger Snaps here uh, from the top of the shower. Again, this movie is making good use of its rated R. And it's funny, like to take a little sideway here, uh, I didn't realize that this was directed by Ronnie Yu, who also did Bride of
1: Chucky. That's right, yeah, that is where he is. Okay, I knew I'd recognize the name, I didn't bother to look it up.
0: Yeah, I, well, I saw it and I was like, wait, that name is so familiar. Went to IMDb, and then there it is, Bride of Chucky. So, we've got a returning director onto the podcast, which is always great. <clears throat> so, uh, while she's busy taking a shower and getting all nice and cleaned up, uh, the rude awakening happens to her boyfriend in the form of Jason Voorhees. And you get one of the better kills, I'd say, in the movie. Because the last part of the kill is very unexpected. See, the the ridiculous part of it is, when he first goes to stab the guy, he like rolls onto his back. He doesn't continue to roll off the bed. He just stops. He's like, please don't get me in the stomach. Please don't get me in the side. But my back's cool. Like He can just stab right through me from there.
1: Yeah, he's going to crush my spine.
0: Well, and ultimately, that's what he does, right? Because after he finishes stabbing him, he folds the bed.
1: Yeah, I I agree. It's literally probably my favorite death scene in the entire film. And what a way to start, right? Exactly.
0: I really was expecting it to, like, take some time. Like, I was like, okay, they're going to kill somebody here and there. It has a, what, a runtime of about 138 minutes, which Mm. isn't terrible. Um, or an actually, you know, it's not 138 minutes. It's about an hour and a half, right? An hour and 38 minutes, I should say. Um, and so it's a very short film. So they really do kind of get to everything right away. You know, this isn't like Chopping Mall short, where that's like 77 minutes. But for compared to this to Aliens versus Predator, uh, that one had a lot more weight to the story and the buildup. Here, it's like, okay, we're just gonna kill a motherfucker right away.
1: Yeah, and really what I love about it is, like you said, it's like a two-step process. You get the initial stabbing, and you think that's all you get, and then Jason puts down you know, two different shots, one arm on this side, one arm on this side, and he folds the bed in half and bends the guy completely opposite of the way your spine is supposed to bend. And so when you're watching it, you get the effect of, oh, oh! And I just, man, it, it serves for one of the best kills in the film, and for me, it as we get into it, it'll make up for some of the less attractive kills.
0: Yeah, well, the the only thing about it that I have to say, the, cool, the kill in general is really cool and kind of, you know, it looks really great except for when he folds the bed because it does that weird CGI, like, fast fold. Like, it's super quick that it happens. But then the practical look of him being squashed in the bed is awesome. So there's just that little bit that makes it kind of like, oh this kind of sucks to oh god that's actually pretty awesome and a very uh, inventive kill and this actually wants uh, makes me want to bring up a part of the dvd that's so cool i remember back in the day was the uh the kill button where you could just hit that on the dvd and it would take you to a random kill in the movie
1: yeah i remember that a jump to a kill scene
0: yeah that, that was like the coolest thing about the dvd uh, that I can remember, and something you don't get about having like an audio or video file or uh, a downloaded version of a film—physical media, people.
1: <laughs> yeah, we've been saying this since uh, the first time I was on here. Bring it <laughs> That's back.
0: That's right. Bring it back. It ain't no holla back, girl. That's all I got to
1: say. No, I'm no. uh, <laughs> so, That's not Destiny's Child, you can't do that. No,
0: I can't do that. That's right. That's right. But she didn't she do did a song with the Beyonce, so uh the Be- oh. a Beyonce? Oh Jesus Christ, what the hell is going on with me? Let's just go on with the movie.
1: <laughs> Back to Freddie Jason.
0: <laughs> so of course, uh Ginger Snaps, she comes and she sees that her boyfriend has been turned into a human accordion. Uh, and uh, with kind of a cool lead up to it too because she steps out and she steps in the blood and there is a lot of fucking blood all over the ground like I'm like did it get out of him like that quick like is it really just kind of overdoing it what's the problem with the blood
1: yeah it makes you wonder too because whenever he was raising up the machete blood was not spewing out so I guess he just straight drains down
0: (laughs) I guess so he just knows where to cut so it just goes down on the ground (laughs) Versus up in the air. So she freaks out and uh, runs outside with everybody else, you know, of course, flagging down the nearest police car.
4: (laughs) The kids need some assistance.
0: That's probably one of my favorite parts of the film, too.
1: Uh, what The cop or the girl?
0: <laughs> the, the girl yelling, what the fuck
1: do you think? <laughs> it's, it's done so poorly, man. And just coming right off that last death scene, too, I, I'm not too fond on her scream at all.
0: I th- I'm not sure if it's the scream necessarily. It's just the situation where it's like, He's such a dumbass <laughs> cop, and and the way he looks like a grown up version of Haley Joe Osmond if you've seen him lately, like. But this is back in the day. I think I also wrote down something else what he looked like too.
1: Uh, well, he's oh. he, he's the the small dick guy from Scary Movie now playing our you know kind of like our Scream Dewey you know yeah. knockoff character.
0: Well, he also kind of looks like uh, Ben Affleck looks as Batman in the Batman vs. Superman movie, too. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so I was like, why am I making all these really random connections to ran- other random movies? But just his response, hey, you guys need some help? And she's like, what the fuck do you think? I've got blood all over my fucking hands. Come on. <laughs> See, scene makes you laugh. It's Perform poorly, but it's a, it's good in that, like, cheese factor way. And, and your thought process of, yeah, what do you think? I'm calling for the cop. I'm banging on your window. Oh, no, I don't need any help. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> so from here, we go into the police station. And uh, it's weird because they don't necessarily... They only really kind of talk... To Lori, because of course this happened in Lori's house. And of course, we see the police chief talking with one of his men after they've kind of already interviewed Lori, uh, explaining if or trying to see whether or not she has uh you know figured anything out of what might be going on.
2: So she doesn't know anything. None of them do. I'm pretty sure we're good. Pretty sure. You better make damn sure none of those kids knows anything or I'll send your ass up to Weston Hills with them. Knows what? What do you mean? Good work there tonight, Stubbs. Right place, right time. We'll take it from here, all right?
0: And, of course, that was within uh, our police officer friend that had uh, picked picked them up off the street and given that lovely uh, question of, do you guys need any help? (laughs)
1: <laughs> of course we do
0: <laughs> are you dumb um and it's weird because everybody's kind of acting really secretive here and you're not quite sure what could be going on uh but you can kind of put two and two together that if you think that this has something to do with freddie because of course that murder took place on elm street which we didn't talk about uh and it was even at the same address that everything has gone down at before and there's also weird conversation, and it, this one was, it was a weird directing choice uh, between Lori and uh, Cop Guy, where they kept having this, like, straight shot on her, like, it, it was like a, almost like a POV shot that kept changing back and forth between them, and it just made me feel really, like, uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, it, you, <laughs> I couldn't agree more, man.
0: It's just one of those weird sequences of events that go through. You know, he's trying to, like, get it, you know, figure out maybe does she know something, doesn't she? And he's the one that kind of leaks the whole Freddy Krueger thing to her, which is pretty fucked up because for the longest time, you know, according to later on in the film, it's been four years since anything's happened with Freddy. And, of course, we learned in the beginning that everybody forgot about him. Uh, and that's the only way that guess, that he can be around I, word I just of mouth. never thought word of mouth yeah he's got a good social networking system that only happens to be in dreams and he's dying like MySpace
1: oh no <laughs>
0: <laughs> so of course she starts thinking about Freddy and then she goes into the dream world Which is actually kind of cool. I like kind of like this sequence when she goes into the hallway; everything just disappears, and she's the only person there. Uh, and then she finds that little girl that is, uh, you know, laying down uh, or actually sitting down on the ground. Um, and it, it's we also switch over. I, I believe during a little bit of the scene, we actually get to see Blake's death uh, caused again by, uh, Jason. Uh, but we do get a little bit of Freddy in there as well, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah. I like the way you word that, uh, we get to see some of his death. I'm like, no, we really don't.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we don't. Well, cause Freddy, he tries to kill him, right? And then when he tries to kill him, he swipes and just goes right through him. And he's like, "Oh no, I'm just gonna let uh, Jason fucking kill him, right?"
1: It's more of that fabulous CGI.
0: Oh yeah, that Oof. awful, awful fucking CGI. I respect
1: uh, the creativity, but I don't think it was necessary.
0: <laughs> no, we so before the shortly before that though, we do get the like that creepy girl scene, and and I'm gonna play the audio real fast from that when they talk basically his social networking prowess of little kids that know exactly who he is uh, and explain it in dreams happens.
5: His name is Freddy Krueger and he loves children, especially little girls. Freddy's coming back. Soon he'll be strong enough. It's okay to be afraid.
0: Now, is it weird to you that it kind of sounds like she's slowly transforming into Freddy's
1: voice? That's exactly what it sounds like.
0: Like, he's kind of subliminally putting it into her mind, like, okay, we're going to show you this kind of creepy thing here, which truly is not that creepy. It's just basically her eyes are missing, and she's got, like, the cross-slit, in the eye, maybe I'm a little desensitized, but it didn't seem like it was that. Like, oh my god, maybe I should be afraid of this. Uh,
1: yeah. And did you catch that? Was the girl from the beginning of the movie where Robert England is the Child Slayer, and he's not Freddy yet, and he's got the girl in the boiler room? That's the same little girl.
0: Yeah, that's. She's wearing the same outfit, and she's got everything except for she's missing her eyes now. Uh, so you know exactly what happened to her from the beginning of the film after he threw her like little doll into the fire. So from there, uh, she does wake up... Well, she goes into basically like, like the, the original... I don't want to say original, but her residence where the blood all of a sudden starts flowing on the door. And again, kind of crappy CGI. Uh, to the point that she does finally wake up after after we get a, like a Freddy jump scare. Uh, and this is kind of where I started like, tallying different things. I started tallying the Jason kills versus Freddy Kills, and then the Freddy Jump Scares versus Jason Jump Scares, and they are totally different, (laughs) but they both lean one way.
1: Yeah, they should have called this movie, uh, you know, Freddy versus Jason, but really just Jason.
0: (laughs) Or or Jason Kills Everybody.
1: (laughs) Freddy Watches.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Freddy Watches Jason. That should have been the title.
1: Jason plus one.
0: (laughs) Jason plus one like it's a wedding invitation or something. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we want to do this. We don't own the rights to Jason, but we wanted to have him in a film. So uh, what if we pair him with Freddy, but then we get get to do all the kills with Jason. Are you guys cool with that? I'm pretty sure the Jason camp was like, all right, I'm totally in.
1: We we feel like Friday the Thirteenth Eleven doesn't sound good. What else can we call it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like it's then again it it's weird because it seems like it's totally centered around Freddy, and the only reason for Jason and he even says it later on in the film that Jason just you know can't stop killing. And once you let set him loose, you got it. And even here, like listening to him talk when he's uh, losing his power or hasn't gained all his power back. He's still okay with, you know, Jason doing his thing.
2: Not strong yeah. enough yet. Well, I will be soon enough. Until then, <laughs> I'll let Jason
0: have some fun. So, from here, we we kind of jumped around a little bit, and I do apologize uh, because. You heard a little more about with the little girl in the beginning, and then you see him try to kill Blake while Blake is sleeping, and then Jason comes and kills Blake and his father, and you get that kind of horror cliche thing where he sits down on the ta- on like the, the bench, and then the head you know comes down, and then against the, the other horror cliches, never look up or look away from the camera, and then that's when you're gonna die. Because that's when Jason comes in and fucking, like, stabs him to death.
1: Yeah, that's when you get your, your off-screen off kill, too.
0: Yeah, you get that stupid kill. I, that was, a big, like, the last episode, the problem with AVPs. Every time somebody looked up, they got fucking killed. And, again, that happens in this movie as well. So we go from this point over to the insane asylum. And this is where we're, we get to meet uh, one of your favorite characters along with Will. And that other guy's Mark. If, if I'm not... First time I heard it, though, I heard could have sworn they said Max. But then later on, they say Mark.
1: He looks much more like a Mark.
0: <laughs> well, he doesn't look like a Wahlberg, I'll tell you that. <laughs> and, of course, we see them, they're getting their drugs. They're getting something called Hypnosil, uh, which we'll learn more about what it is later in the film. Uh, but they're all getting it. And then the, the, in the TV in the background, we see that... Uh, they're doing a story about the murder that happened at Lori's house. And then if you could put two and two together, this is the Will that used to date Lori that she talked about way in the beginning of the film. When he wants the uh volume to be turned up, the orderly on staff, he ends up turning off the TV, which causes Will to get very, very upset.
5: Fuck you, man. What the fuck is your problem? What are you doing, man? Want 10 CC's of that pink tranquilizer in your ass? That was Lori's house. It's <laughs> there something about a murder. I gotta- I gotta go there. I gotta go see if she's okay. Back to Springwood. You want me to start having nightmares again? Well, start with that dream demon shit again, okay? You know that's all just in your head. Who are you? Poster boy for sanity? You're the one that told the cops Laurie's Lori's dad killed his wife. Yeah,
4: right. And now it looks like someone else got killed in the same house. You think that's a coincidence? Two murders in one house?
0: Two murders, one house on the next Oz. <laughs> uh, of course, that would be in a prison and uh, not necessarily out here. But it, it's crazy because then, like, they kind of argue back and forth about not really wanting to... Well, Mark really doesn't want to do it and get out of there. But, well, he has, of course, to go and see the love of his life, Lori. Uh, and eventually Mark gives in to the whole thing about getting, being able to s- escape. And that's where we get man ass right there on the screen.
1: <laughs> hey, and you know, not to mention Mark is an uno guy, not a checkers guy. Oh, that's right. He's definitely more, more of an uno guy. guy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know
0: why you had to yell at that poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, the guy's like sitting there, like staring down into the, like nothingness of space. And looks like, dude, I'm more of an Unos guy. Get those fucking checkers out of here. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't just, like, stand up and fucking flip the board. I told you, give me my Uno!
1: <laughs> yeah, he was, he was kind of sensitive to him, but, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I guess when you saw your, like, supposedly your brother commit suicide, uh, that, and you're stuck in a sane asylum, things might do that to you. You know, You might kind of want to always just play one game over the other one.
1: i don't know man checkers kind of bums me out too
0: well you know if you're no good at it no (laughs) yeah
1: you you might be onto something
0: oh yeah well that's the way i feel about chess
1: Uh. (laughs) (laughs) you're more of a uno guy right not chess
0: that's right definitely you put that chess table right in front of me i'm gonna flip that shit (laughs) go get me my uno noted (laughs) or go get me a nintendo okay (laughs) I'll play with your chess on there. There you
1: go.
0: So, uh, he... Mark is able to actually get enough uh, of a distraction to be able to get the guard's keys. And it seems like the easiest, like, grab in the world. Like, they really don't do anything to him. They don't, like, rough him up or... Uh, put him into isolation for a little bit or put him up front of a bunch of people why did you do this? now they just drag him back to his room and he's able to somehow get the keys without any problem
1: yeah it's kind of weird because in the beginning of the sequence you know he's like calm down calm down you don't want to you don't want to be stuck with those needles you don't want that shot and then he goes and gets it and he's almost fine
0: (laughs) yeah he's just like oh okay (laughs) Shot, shot really didn't do anything and, and the shot does come back later in the film. So, from here, now we go back uh, to daytime and we go back over to Lori and her friends. And that's when she's told by Kia that Blake, he had died too the night before.
3: Lori! Oh my god! Hello. God, you guys, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, Blake's dead too. What? Yeah. It- stabbed to death late last night um same with his dad
5: what <sighs>
3: shit shit this is bullshit the police are blaming everything on Blake like it's some kind of Columbine thing or something they're saying he went crazy killed Trey killed his dad and then took his own life this is so fucking messed up this is messed up
0: <laughs> the, the way she delivers those lines you know, there's like always some uh and I know it's probably going to sound bad, but it's like some like ghetto twang to everything that she has to say. This some bullshit.
1: Like, I'm sensing some like uh Destiny's Child breakup anger coming out.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, since I can't be a part of Destiny's Child anymore, I'm going to go make really shitty horror movies instead. <laughs> that that'll show Beyoncé. I'm, oh, sure. no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Beyoncé doesn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I get nominated
1: doing. for my Razzie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, You got nominated for an Oscar. Did you get nominated for a Razzie? You should have for Austin Powers.
1: Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Gold member. <Yes. laughs>
0: God. But this is about. This isn't about Beyonce. This is about Kia. And Kia like really kind of put the two together. And it does make sense that she's upset because Blake he was with the girls like the entire time that the other dude was being killed right so he has basically like an airtight alibi of everything that was going on unless he completely left everybody alone so of course now we get to wander around the hallways of the school and we get to get a little of that uh teenage drama life where we get to meet and uh, i do not remember this guy's name they said it a bunch of time and i think they called him by his last name this the little smart preppy guy
1: uh, oh, yeah. That was um, Linderman, right?
0: Linderman. There you go. I knew it was Where'd something I could not. Like, again, it was just like, it's like Stoner Dude, right? He's just like fodder number 235 for this film.
1: <laughs> I wrote him down as Stoner Dude, so we're good.
0: So we're good with Stoner Dude. <laughs> what about Redneck Dude that's coming up in a little bit, too, at <laughs> the to rave? Or is that oh, Fat no. Dude?
1: <laughs> that was stupid, the blood's already in your mouth, dude.
0: no. Oh. <laughs> So, he, Lindemann here, he's been, I guess, trying to hit on Lori for a while. So, he goes up, he tries to comfort her. Oh, I'm so sorry that that happened in your house. And then Kia just fucking shoots him down. Like, shoots him him down really hard. Like, this isn't the time to, it's honest, it's not the time to try to be picking her up. But at the same time, you don't have to be so savage in your your delivery to him.
1: Yeah, you know he means well, he just likes her. Mm Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. He's concerned. He cares. You know, He. You, you, you get the feel for him. He's a good dude.
0: Yeah, and especially he shows a little more of his colors, you know, a little later on in the film. Uh, and I kind of like the character progression that he gets, and even Kia's character progression. So they start, you know, after Kia gets rid of uh, Lindemann here. They start uh, talking with Ginger Snaps uh, because they're going to go to a rave and they feel like that's the best thing to kind of get everything out of the system. Your boyfriend dies uh, and his friend dies and his friend's dad dies. The best thing and the easiest way to get over it is to go to a rave and drink a bunch of beer and maybe hook up with somebody.
1: I just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just that insensitive uh, teenage disposal, you know,
0: <laughs> that's right. What is it? You, you really, if you break up with somebody or somebody dies on you, you've got like one day to grieve for every year that you've been with them. And if it's high school, that means that it's only like two hours.
1: Well, Maybe she's known as a drinker because she sure. mean in, in the beginning of the film, remember she talks about giving up smoking, but she only gives up smoking if she's not drinking, but she's always drinking.
0: Yeah, that's right. So she's oh. never going to give up smoking. Damn
1: high school cliches.
0: <laughs> Damn smoker cliches, man.
1: <laughs> now so, at this point, we're still at the school, right?
0: We're still at the school, and what's coming up is one line that was discussed on the last episode of the podcast, uh, which is probably the—it's <laughs> probably the worst line in the movie. Uh, I almost hands down. But it's delivered pretty earnestly, to be honest with you, uh, for what direction he was given. So, of course, Freddy's network has gotten out, and slowly but surely, like a viral video, everybody's learning more about his name. And that causes Lori to spread the awareness of Freddie even further, uh, and then to be met up with, with, uh, or met by Mark in the hallways of the school.
3: (coughs) I didn't get much sleep last night, and when I did sleep, I had the most terrible nightmares. Laura, you had to sleep at a police station. I'd have nightmares, too. No, no, no. It wasn't like that. I mean, this was really real. I mean, there was this man, but he was more like a monster, really. And they kept calling him Freddy, and he was so real. What, what did he look like? He, uh, he had this dark brown hat, and his skin was terribly burning. And on oh his right God. hand, he had like these... Razor fingers. You must be tricky. No, no, no. There's always these little girls. It's okay, and they're singing. They're singing like this, this song
5: like. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. You know why they sing that? Because that's when he comes for you. In your dreams. You're lucky to be alive. Who, who is he? He's a child murderer that some parents from around here burned alive. Then he came back, oh. back for revenge in our nightmares. Funny no one ever told us. <gasps> okay, thank huh? you, know. you. Want some free advice? Coffee. Make friends with it. More! That, I don't
0: know if making friends with coffee is the best thing to do, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, that was probably much like the worst first impression you could give somebody. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that line reminds me of the line in X-Men, the very first one where Storm goes you know what happens to a toad when he gets hit by lightning? The same thing that happens to everything else (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, you're better off not saying anything at all, right? Yeah, just hit them with lightning.
0: Like, like seriously, like what made them put this line in the film? What, what was the thought that? Oh my god, I've got this killer line that I want to put, and I haven't figured out where to go. Yeah, you should totally go with this. Let's let's go in. And I know you're a writer. Like, if you thought of this line, and you you how why would you push for it to be in the film unless
1: it was like ad libbed? That's what I was going to say. What it sounds like to me is that he had something he was supposed to say. He's like, you know what that means? And he forgets and he goes, that means he's coming for you. <laughs> and they're like, we can't afford to reshoot. Keep it.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. We This, this, this high school, it costs way too much money for us to do it. And all these extras that do nothing but stare into the camera.
1: I don't know oh. if you noticed it. Oh, I thought I was watching It Follows for a second. Like, everybody is looking at the goddamn camera. and there's not, I mean, besides Linderman, there's, like, not one nice kid around there. Like, you know, they're breaking down about everything, and nobody cares, and they're just looking, like, ugly faces at him.
0: What the fuck is going on here? Oh, my God, she's, like, freaking out. Oh, my God. And it's just like, okay, anybody? Anybody going to do anything?
1: I mean, the whole thing you're getting is, like, a get-a-room kind of look, you know? (laughs)
0: Yeah, because you know the the crazy guy that comes out of the the crowd that finishes your sentence, uh, you should totally go get a room with that guy.
1: <laughs> His name's Mark, but he's not a Mark Twain.
0: No, he's not. He's definitely not a storyteller. Oh man! <laughs> so of course Will shows up too at this point, and she's she gets all enamored and shit because oh you know hey it's Will, um, and they basically get uh, kind of chased off because people recognize who they are. And uh, they end up going down into like a I don't know if this was like a library or like a computer room or a microfilm room. Yeah, it was a
1: library actually.
0: Okay. Because it just seems like all of a sudden they went down and it looked like my study. You know, there's books (laughs) on the wall and there's a computer that's sitting there. That's it. Yeah,
1: and you know, for a library, there wasn't many computers to use.
0: No, there's just the one (laughs) sitting right there. Well, that's where they found out how uh, the town has actually been fighting Freddy.
5: Look at all these blacked out obituaries. January 18th. That's the day my brother committed suicide. Why isn't that in here? I don't know. But I'm sure there's a good reason. I mean, remember in group when they told us not to jump to conclusions? Listen to yourself. You're holding onto that psychobabble bullshit like it's some kind of security blanket, man. Let it go. They covered him up, Will. They never told us about Freddy because that's how they decided to beat him. They treated him like he was a fucking disease and they locked up all the kids who made contact with him so they wouldn't infect the others. That's crazy, is it? How come we were never allowed to call any of our friends, man? How come none of our friends ever called us? We were in a fucking quarantine, man. That's what Western Hills was for.
1: And whenever uh, Will and Mark were kicked out uh, before they ran to the library, did you notice who that principal was? No, actually, I didn't. Um, he was only there for a few seconds, and I think most of the scene was deleted. But it's actually Lynn Shay, uh, or stupid not Lynn Shay. I think Lynn Shay is a woman. It's a no, uh, Rob Shay. I forgot his name. Anyway, it is literally the producer of the Nightmare on Elm Street series.
0: Oh, so the, that's another little Easter egg that they're trying to put into the
1: film. Well, think about it. (laughs) Not that I keep trying to tie the whole thing to screen, but even in screen, (laughs) Wes Craven plays the janitor in it. And it's kind of the same type of scene. You just long enough to go, hey, isn't that? And the scene's over.
0: See, those are the type of things that I never notice on first viewing of the film, even though, of course, this is like, I don't know, eighth, ninth viewing of the film. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, that, that's the only way you knew it was Destiny's Child, too, right? Nine that's, times That's in.
0: right. Nine times. I've d- never seen. I just thought her name was Kia. Didn't even know she had a real name. His name's Rob <laughs> But,
1: yeah, I found it kind of awesome that they did that. I was like, how cool for him to participate in it like that, you know? Well,
0: they do figure out at that point, too, that they've kind of fucked everything up, right? Because they have basically given Freddy's name to everybody. Uh, And I know that a lot of it was just because Mark was trying to also, like, you can see with his thought process that he's been labeled as crazy for so long. And by seeing somebody that has the same type of, uh, I don't want to say relationship, but experience with Freddy Krueger. He's trying uh, to
1: justify his own craziness.
0: Exactly. That, hey, I'm not fucking crazy. My brother didn't kill himself. Just like probably, uh, maybe we're led to believe at this point that maybe her dad didn't kill her mom, but she doesn't really know that yet. So, from here, we actually go off now to the rave. Uh, And, this again, this is a camera technique or a film technique that I absolutely hate, which is the weird, like, speed up but slow down camera movement.
1: Like, it looks all fuzzy and weird. It did look, and I think... Somehow with the lighting, too, it it even made the glow sticks not glow. No, no. Usually, like,
0: you <laughs> it's see that stupid. if somebody does the slow motion with the glow stick, you see the trail of the glow stick move around and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it was like... It, what it felt like is like he's filmed it in normal speed and then it was like shit i should have done this in fast speed so it was slow-mo so let's just go in and let's just speed it up here within the film like roll that we already have and it just does not look right or there's just some weird filter that's on top of it and he uses this technique so many times throughout this film that it drives me fucking batty it's
1: gonna be his trademark
0: yeah, pretty much. I think he did it in the Warriors too, not the Warriors. The Warriors,
1: seventies? <laughs> no,
0: no, not from the seventies. <laughs> he did Warriors, whatever Persons of Virtue or whatever it was. The
1: one with like oh, kangaroo looking people. Yeah, you know, I forget. You're right. I love that movie. I know it's a terrible movie. Yeah, but you, you, <laughs> every time those kangaroos were fighting, it was the exact same thing. You're right.
0: Yeah, well, and he's also a Hong Kong film director, so he's done a lot of you know martial arts type type like films and. I, I think this is kind of is is like Hallmark type of thing I don't remember it showing up in Bride of Chucky though of course that wasn't very hmm. action intensive right compared to this film
1: wow man you know what I just realized so Bride of Chucky John Ritter and then this movie his son mm-hmm. he got to work with both of them that didn't kick in until you just said that
0: yeah it's kind of weird huh and they're pretty close together too
1: yeah wow and there's be connections throughout this entire film.
0: The, everything, and then you can even uh, I think in the beginning of Bride of Chucky too, you do see Jason Voorhees' mask as well as Freddy's claws in the uh, like detective room.
1: Yeah, So that all kind of brings
0: it together too. We
1: could just keep getting more ridiculous. Like his name is Will, and that's the boyfriend's name, and I still know what you did last summer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we're gonna go down this like rabbit hole connecting all these dumb movies together.
1: What are we waiting for, right?
0: <laughs> God, this happened to me during the fucking arena episode too, where everybody was fucking connected. I'm like, wait a second, you were in this, who was also in this with this person. Oh no, it's coming back to the goddamn podcast. Gotta oh. get
1: Kevin Bacon in there somewhere.
0: Oh yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure he's somewhere. I mean we're gonna meet generic Jason Muse in a second. I'm sure that Jason oh Muse is least... somehow connected yeah. to Kevin Bacon at some point. <laughs> but first what we get to do do get to listen to as well is uh, Littemann comes into this uh, rave as well to possibly get more uh, close to Laurie, uh, but again gets shot down by Kia, but then he turns around and he delivers an excellent performance and uh, set of lines directly to her.
5: You know what, Kia... I used to think you hated me because you thought I wasn't good enough for Lore. But that's not it. See, you tear me down to make yourself feel better because you really hate yourself. Which is kind of pathetic when you actually stop and think about it. Assuming, of course, you can think. with All that makeup weighing down your head.
1: I absolutely
0: love that part.
1: That was Mark Twain.
0: Yes, that was definitely (laughs) Mark Twain. That (laughs) was... That was an he, he shocked himself
1: like after that scene you see in his face like oh my god I just said that
0: yeah I can't believe it just said that well he also had a ton of beer poured down him his throat at mm. the same time by fat dude uh <laughs> <laughs> I, he didn't have a name so I gotta figure out what he is he's like Jack Black wannabe that's where oh, no. I like looked at him like like I was like okay or he kind of looks like uh that guy from Saturday night Live uh what's his name shoot?
1: he really does i know exactly who you're talking about
0: he's going to be one of the new voices on ducktales that's going to be coming out bobby moynihan yeah. that's the guy that he kind of looks like too and i even went into the, like the imd page to see if it was him maybe like in an early role just to i need the money and here's the film i'm gonna do nope definitely not him
1: it's kind of funny that you mentioned the other guy looking like Jason Mewes because what is it with the fat guy standing next to the tall, skinny guy to give you that whole Jay and Silent Bob look? <laughs> oh, the
0: f- fat, tall, skinny stoner guy, too.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: And, and I just, like, I was like, okay, you, you are, uh, <laughs> I love Jason Mewes, okay? I think that he's, like, I've listened to the, the Jane and Bo- Silent Bob will get old podcast, and I think he's an interesting guy. As an actor, he is awful. He's completely, like, horrible. (laughs) And why would you want, like, a lesser version of him to be in your movie? Like, how could you not convince Jason Mewes just to play this character for this movie? I don't get
1: it. I'm pretty sure if they had approached Jason Mewes, he'd be like, a Freddy Jason movie? I'm fucking down.
0: That's right. He's, He's such a, like, not to get further into Jason Mewes, but such a comic book nerd that he's just totally cool with things just being like realized and visualized. Like you, he, he had a great line for, uh, Batman V Superman, where he said, you know, we got to see this in the film. I forgot what those things are called out the top of my head. Um, when, when Ben Affleck is in the future, it's future Batman, those things are invading. Um, but he's like, we got to see this. And then, you know, Kevin Smith was like, you know what? Yeah, we did get to see that like visualized in a film. You know, he's just, He's such a down-to-earth type of guy, but this isn't. I love Jason Muse the podcast. Uh, <laughs> this is us continuing on with Freddy versus Jason. Though of course, this will always be the Jennifer Tilly "I Love Jennifer Tilly" podcast. So of course, <laughs> we will never forget. And I they glad should have put that her in this too. Oh, she should have totally been in this. That maybe that's going to be a question at the end of every podcast. Is going to be: Would this movie have been better if Jennifer Tilly was in it? <laughs>
1: and the answer will always be: Of course, <laughs> of course, yes. <laughs> her, her, and her boobs. Uh. <laughs> it's a package deal.
0: So. While they're, they're there, um, Gibbs, or I guess it's Gibbs that goes off, Gibbs? you know, no. g- Ginger uh, snaps. She goes off into the forest, or not forest, but the corn trees. Uh, corn trees? Corn <laughs> oh, corn my field? God. Corn field. <laughs> Third time's the charge. All right. We're leaving that in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: corn trees is a new thing
0: corn trees better be a hashtag corn trees um,
1: children of the corn trees
0: there you go this isn't at midnight uh but uh yeah if you guys have any hashtags for corn trees please use them um, that would make me very happy uh so let's talk about will real fast because before the whole thing really goes on with her being in the the corn trees I guess we're gonna call it now uh you, Will randomly shows up, and of course, he explains to uh, Lori that he has been sending letters out to her. And when, but th- when this happens at the same time, Kia just randomly shows up at the end of it. Like, she does the good friend thing where she takes uh, Lindaman away from the situation, right? So that way they can have their own private conversation, even though he's like into it. Her- her and stuff like that and that kind of forms that bond in that kind of i guess relationship with kia and linderman and she likes i guess people telling her what she actually is (laughs) (laughs) hey you're a bitch you know i really like you now
1: (laughs) the way you talk about my face just gets me going
0: (laughs) that's right oh you know what we totally forgot to talk about too with kia was the nose scene oh we totally missed that that Did kind we of miss goes it? Yeah, because that's when she's after she's passed out uh, from the first experience, the mark and will. Right? She's sitting there and she's been talking about it in the beginning of the film. I should get a new nose. And then she goes in when she's waiting for. Her, she's reading that magazine, right? And then all of a sudden, Freddy comes out and like sticks his claws in her nose and
1: flips Ugh. off her nose. And another bad CGI sequence. Jeez, it's awful. Oh. I I mean, how much does a fake nose cost? Ask Michael Jackson. They could have did something. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Jeez. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Hey, man, I'm just saying, it gets me back to the point of maybe we should go to the Nazi death scene than the terrible CGI scene.
0: Yeah, exactly. You should just... It could have been a really cool practical effect, too. You know, and of course, it's all just a dream with that sequence. And that kind of leads her to this, and I think the reason why that she kind of gets into Lindman... Uh, or Lindeman, or whatever what the fuck that kid's name is, uh, nerd. Yeah, nerd kid uh, is because he tells her that you know you t- underneath all that makeup you're just kind of a you know regular person, you know, and and she, maybe she takes that in the way of oh well then maybe I don't need to do it. because then the whole nose thing just goes right out the window. Especially, you know, after everything you take out. But here we are talking about that, and we should really be listening uh, to Will and Lori talk about how Lil. (laughs) Lil? Mm -hmm. Will has been sending her letters. Man, (laughs) oh, this has been fun, hasn't it? Hey, how about we go at the end of this? We go shake our ass. There we go. (laughs) Will, can you
4: get my letters?
3: What letters?
4: They must have never even mailed them. The doctor is at Weston Hills. I've been in a psychiatric hospital. Uh, Mark was with me there, some other kids too.
3: I don't understand.
4: Well, I saw the news the other night, and that kid that was killed at your house, I, I needed to know that you were safe. What happened?
3: I don't know. I don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody saw what happened, and the police have been acting really weird, like they know something. And I heard them mention some names—some Freddy, Freddy Krueger.
4: Where was your dad? Out of town. Are you sure?
3: What is going on, Will?
4: Well, look. Four years ago, I thought
3: I— Enough with this bullshit. Talkin' so shake our ass to the dance floor.
0: So, okay, let's go shake our ass to the dance floor. When there's a really important conversation that needs to be finished.
1: Yeah, she comes to set it up, and then she takes it away.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, the biggest note that I had circled in on my page is, why is such an important talk interrupted? And then it's it's completed shortly hereafter, like, a couple scenes happen. Like, why couldn't we have just done it now? Like, okay, maybe there needs to be some mystery to the whole thing with her dad. But we kind of already know what's happened, or what Mark, not Mark, Will, knows already. That he's kind of talked with Mark.
1: Well, we know her dad's been kidnapped by Billy Loomis from Scream, right? That's oh, what, that's, that's right. What... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. There, there's a lot of scenes that didn't need to be split up, but I guess you know. Yeah, for the sake choice. of the,
0: yeah, for, for the sake of maybe building something. Uh, I don't know if it's building tension or building questions about what's going on, but it, it's not always necessary to, to split it up so much. So now we get to Ginger Snaps going into the forest and going chasing after her boyfriend, right? And uh, so she, she's been basically, she's passed out drunk because she's now inside of the dream world and she's being threatened by Freddy. And honestly, Freddy is just taking his time in killing her maybe because he hasn't had a kill in so long that it's just like okay i'm gonna enjoy the whole process but i why why it takes early bird
1: gets the worm right
0: exactly well before he can even kill her we get one of the worst Freddy puns that could possibly be You're the one
2: that oh, don't worry about my little Aaron boy. Right? the only thing to fear is fear Get
0: it? It's fear himself, not fear (laughs) itself. God, man. Like, really, that comes back to the writers again. Like, you could have made something really good and really funny, but, like, was it really written that way, or was that also improvised? They just say, hey, Robert, um, improvise your lines as Freddy. You you know how to be punny. Go ahead and do it. (laughs) And that's what you fucking get.
1: This is the last time you're going to play Freddy Krueger. Give us all you got.
0: That's right. You know that really cool one where you're supposed to have had the comeback? You know, the new nightmare? How about we ruin that by putting you in this? Oh, no. <laughs> so, of course, she backs up. She gets afraid. She falls down. But then uh, there's a rapey McRape face here that comes by and, like, sees her all passed out and starts to, like, try to get it on with her because she's passed out drunk. Uh, And we cut back over to her being chased by Freddy, and then we see Jason Voorhees pop up. And we know he's gonna fuck some shit up. And, of course, this just adds to his kill count because he kills both her, stealing... fucking being a kill stealer... Uh, taking away that kill from Freddy and making it his own, and he also kills, you know, Rappy McRaeface over here, uh, and just fucking launches that guy.
1: Like, he does that
0: so many <laughs> it's times. It's
1: ridiculous the yeah. way that they, I mean, first off, the guy's covered in, like, what has to be 50 glow sticks. Oh, yeah. And his bleach blonde boy band haircut, and Jason just gives it the old Friday the 13th Part 2 impalement and manages to kill both of them and, like you said, just chunks that kid across the corn trees. <laughs>
0: but it's not like the only guy that he chucks in this film. He chucks everybody, pretty much, except for all the kills that he does inside the rave that's coming up. So, now we get to go from here. So he's killed those two people, and he's getting closer and closer to the rave. And that's where he runs into Fat Boy and bumpkin over here uh and of course they insult jason by telling him to go find a pig
5: out, this fucking
2: guy hey jethro this is a rave not a halloween party why don't you go find yourself a pig to fuck yeah (laughs)
5: invite only corn poke and you weren't invited. son of a bitch <laughs> I
0: love that reaction at the end too,
5: <laughs> son
0: of a bitch. <laughs> it,
1: it, he sounds more Jethro than anything.
0: Exactly. Well, okay. Here, here's the thing too. He's he he basically calls him like you know, oh you bumpkin ass redneck. And this is you know a rave, but. The way the guy is talking, the way the other guy is talking, and the way that Jason looks. He does not look like a redneck, okay? He's not wearing suspenders. He doesn't have like a piece of straw coming out the side of the mask right Right. there. You know, it's like, what the hell, man? This guy's got a giant fucking machete. Uh, He looks like he's perpetually... He's the only guy that looks like he's wet in the whole fucking movie. Constantly. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yet, he looks like a redneck? What the hell, man? Oh, God, I still love that last one. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be dead. And then he, like, hightails it out of here and is probably the fastest fat guy that I've ever seen run. <laughs> right? And, uh, you know, Jason, he just lumbers after him and uh right when he gets into the like the clearing of the rave uh jason has the fucking like sharpshooter skills because he's able to throw that machete from way far away in a perfect line and it bursts right through fatty's chest and then there's also that in between there there's that slow-mo bullshit running (sighs) that's, that's going on where they do the same thing he's supposedly
1: running fast but it's all slow and you know this is all takes place just right after another line that i love of this everclear's kicking my ass <laughs> <laughs> he's drinking everclear out of a pitcher nobody does that
0: <laughs> who the hell does that You're, i oh my god i totally forgot about that too oh it's awful uh, oh and but the thing is is that jason is also like he lights him on fire he throws the the everclear on on him too before he runs away and lights him on fire and he's like completely inflamed and when he gets there he breaks open a like a beer keg using somebody and then the beer completely puts him out
1: which you know anytime you have a fire just put beer on it right that's that was fast that's right Uh, if you didn't know
0: now you know terrible terror is teaching you shit how to put out fires?
1: <laughs> out know, your fire extinguisher and fill it with beer.
0: That's right, and make sure that you just spray the shit out of it. Oh man! And, and this also happens because they they do see like they st- everybody's like scrambling, and Jason's kill count just goes up during this scene. I think when the scene ends, and this is only about forty four minutes into the whole scene, uh, he has like uh, thirteen confirmed kills to Freddy's zero. Has not yet killed somebody.
1: Yeah, Freddy's—he's uh, a watcher.
0: Yeah, he's a watcher, and he's not quite powerful enough to get him. I mean, I guess that's part of the whole dream thing, right? You got to make sure people are asleep to be able to kill him. So he's got to wait for the right moment where Jason just goes, "Ha ha!" ha. <laughs> like just <laughs> like in that scene, he's just like, "Here's one for you, and one for you, and one for you." <laughs> Uh just mowing them all down oh and i I, it's always funny seeing these people try to like fight back at the same time like he's easily taking out these other people why are you gonna try to like stop the guy just fucking run
1: just get away it's amazing how much that happens even after this throughout the movie people still try to throw in a quick punch or two i'm like did you not just see what he did (laughs)
0: <laughs> well it's and it's not just him too and and that's going to be a big thing that at the end of it that i really want to address because there's something that's said in the beginning of the movie and there's something at the end that the way they end, they do the ending it's just like it makes absolutely no sense so kia uh laurie will and lindeman they're all busting out of there and they see that ginger snaps has been killed and kelly roland she needs to learn how to fucking cry because it's <laughs> awful. I'm not, I don't want to just like single her out, you know, because there's plenty of other bad performances in here, but she's just so prevalent. It's like we get like redneck dude for like one scene to be goofy redneck guy, and it's bad, but that's it. We don't ever see him again. We get a whole like monologue towards the end of the film with her. Uh, that becomes actually one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Um, (laughs) And and, and you're going to find out why. Uh, But it's just so either over the top or just not quite there that it's just so frustrating. Um, And it's not saying that, like like you said it before, Robert England he does not do his best in this version of the movie as well.
1: Yeah, it, it just makes you wonder, like, They gave her a lot of the important things to be said in the film, and I think they might have been a little too hard for her to do.
0: Exactly. Like, they were trying to make her a bigger thing than she was at the time. Like, trying to make her an actress. And here, we're going to give you plenty of lines to say in
1: this uh, horror movie. (laughs) I feel like, uh, I forgot, Catherine Isabel or something, the girl who plays Gibbs, I feel like her she would have been much better in this role as Kelly because I've seen other movies with her and she can do all the emotions that she needs to do, not just be sappy drunk girl in this.
0: Yeah, I think maybe you could have actually flipped the two, uh, and she wasn't necessarily as well known at the time, Uh you know, especially you know the whole Destiny's Child thing. But I think that if she had been in that role instead, like look at as an example, Paris Hilton, right in House of Wax, mm-hmm. she. I think her role was perfect for what she was doing for that film like she, she wasn't herself. in it, <laughs> yeah playing herself not in it a terrible amount and goes out in the right way so well c- coming back so they all in the van you got stoner guy you got nerd guy you got kia Lori, and will and of course nerd guy just wants will to take him home
3: the guy you were talking about, Freddy
5: Krueger. I... No! That wasn't the guy in my dream, that was somebody else! Who cares about some fucking dream guy, okay? Psycho on the hockey mask was real.
4: Dude, that goalie was pissed
0: about something.
3: We need to find the police. No, no, Yo. fuck the police! Just take me home, Will.
0: That's right, because they're pretty incompetent as it is. With, mo- throughout <laughs> most of the film.
1: So, fuck the police? Straight out of Compton moment? What is <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's all of a sudden got really big balls since he's pulled Kia off. Oh no. And now he's just going like, Yeah man, you know, I don't need to be in don't need no police, they don't know what to do. Of course, I think I'd be freaking the fuck out if some guy in a hockey mask just was taking people down like it was nothing. I think he's got the right idea. I don't necessarily it's the right uh nomenclature to be using.
1: Yeah, he talks a big game but then he says, Take me home. <laughs>
0: Take me home tonight. Oh, no. (laughs) I don't want Freddy killing me or Jason either. (laughs) 80s flashback. That's right. Uh, So, of course, we also get the confrontation scene uh, between Will and Lori and her father, where Will explains to Lori that, hey, you know what? Your dad killed your mom.
4: Look, I tried to tell you this earlier. The reason I was sent to Weston is because I saw your dad kill your mom. Well,
3: oh, my mom died in a car accident.
4: No, that's what he wanted you to believe, but I was there, Lori. I-, I was sneaking up to your room like I used to do, only you weren't there. I saw him kill her.
0: So that's where we get the revelation that the reason that he was put into the asylum, at least so he thinks, is because he saw her dad kill her mom. Uh, and then her dad does come to the, uh, you know, the van and starts smacking on it. And we didn't really talk about the scene earlier too, where he tried to give her the orange juice that was full of the hypnosil so that was she, that way she wouldn't dream.
1: Yeah, it's just like a Nightmare on Elm Street Part Four moment.
0: Yeah, it, it, and it just, you know, it's it's relevant only because her father is directly involved with what's going on. You know, uh, other than that, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, she, she misses the, the orange juice. There's the kind of the, I don't want to call it a gag necessarily, but I keep trying to push it. But no, 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 I'm not going to have it.
1: Is it weird to mention that uh, when he talks about I was climbing up to your window like I always do? I'm like, oh, that thing that Billy Loomis and Scream did all the time. <laughs> God <laughs> I damn swear, it! They just rewrote the movie, man.
0: They they rewrote Scream and just didn't make him a bad guy, uh, and included J- Jason and Freddy. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> this should just be Scream Seven: uh, Freddy versus Jason versus Scream Nothing.
1: Guy. Ghostface Killer.
0: Ghostface <laughs> <you> know. <laughs> <laughs> Who happens at this point to actually be played by Ghostface killer <laughs> There
1: you go. Well, if it was a Halloween franchise, there would be another R&B artist there right away.
0: Oh, that's probably uh, But true. we did have
1: Destiny's Child, so I guess, you know.
0: <laughs> I guess this carries on the legacy from H2O, right? There you go. Oh, god damn, Buster Rhymes. And then, you, of course, if you're going on that round, uh, Method Man was in Child of Chucky, or Seed of Chucky.
1: That's or, right. Well, see, even though... Yeah, you said H two O, which was L O Cool J, and then Buster Rhymes was in Resurrection. So. Oh,
0: see, I'm I'm off on it. It's
1: okay. It's the, those movies are something else to be said about <laughs> the the way that franchise took a turn, <laughs>
0: took a turn, then took a turn again, and then took another turn. Oh, boy, damn you, Rob Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, getting back to the film, instead of talking about rappers and other horror movies. This is uh, Scream 7, right? Yeah, this is Scream 7. Uh, featuring corn trees. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's where corn nuts come from, coming for the corn trees.
1: so It makes sense to me. Uh,
0: so she confronts her dad, uh, who basically tells her in such a way that, yeah, she's right that he, her mom didn't die in a car accident by not really saying anything and he chases her around the house with the pills again trying to like Bill Cosby trying to get a date oh, uh taking, you know <laughs> making sure that she takes those damn pills uh or you know are like you, are
1: you suggesting Bill Cosby used Hypnosil? Oh,
0: allegedly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe actually the better representation is more like Roger I. Piper trying to get Keith Davidson to wear the glasses, right? Uh, chasing (laughs) chasing him around or her around the house and she eventually gets out through an open window in her room and again it's pouring outside i don't know how many times it has to fucking (laughs) rain in this movie but it seems like every important scene that happens there's rain but if it's raining that bad why is the window open like wouldn't have somebody gone in there and closed the window she just walks in the room window's already open looks like how am i gonna get out
1: And you know, in most horror movies, there's the trope of people are running and they bust their ass. Nobody falls and slips in the wet grounds in this movie, yeah, in a horror movie, they're supposed to.
0: Oh, that's right. They're like, when they're running away from somebody or they're doing something, (laughs) it's part of that stumble, stumble, fall. Right. Like, mechanic that always happens. But yeah, everybody's in the rain, running around, nobody accidentally slips and falls to their feet and cries, and then somebody comes and comforts or something like that.
1: Well, heaven forbid if they got the wardrobe dirty and had to reshoot.
0: That's right, or it got wet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> only Jason.
0: Oh, only Jason. Though she does, when she finally does meet up with Will again, she does look like she's gotten a little bit of the top of the jacket wet, but it looks like it's swayed, so that's going to completely ruin that fucking jacket. Oof. Uh, so, of course, they talk about... Uh, everything that's kind of going on and they agree with each other that hey you shouldn't trust the adults I don't know
4: how your father is connected to all this but i think mark was right there's some kind of cover-up going on here with kruger we can't trust the police we can't trust any of the adults
1: Yeah, and I really liked the fact that he said that, you know, don't trust the adults. N- never mind the fact that all these high school students are adults. Yeah, they're probably like 35. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be, that's the, the thing that they have to do is, you know, we, we need decent quality actors. We need somebody who, who could be in their 30s but act like they're 17, 18 years old.
0: And we want to make sure that we're not going to get sued or in trouble if we show their boobs right? So everything That's needs right. to happen. They, this person's really 40, but, uh, you know, of course, they're playing like 15-year-olds in the film.
1: Oh, and there's no way that Jethro told Hillbilly Guy I was 17. There's oh. no way. That <laughs> dude looked like he had been shaving for 20 years.
0: You know, he was just trying to go into uh, the next sequel for Varsity Blues, right? Oh,
1: my. He was a Billy Bob, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> what the is Bacon doing here?
0: So now from here, we actually kind of get the sequence that I think is, uh, outside of the funny things that I really like, I like this whole sequence and it sucks too, because the more like I thought about it, I think Mark is a really good character and probably the best character, best written character in the film, um, which a lot of people might disagree with, but he, you know, he stays the same, he acts basically the same, uh, and uh, even the, this sequence in this film, um, when he finally meets up with Freddie, I think he holds his own in that scene in the way that it goes.
1: Yeah. He's the, the thing about Mark. I really like is like you said, the way he stays, he's a very believable character. He's probably one of the best actors in this movie. And it, it's kind of a shame what we get into.
0: Yeah, it, it really does suck. I mean, if you really have to rank anch- actors after him, I'd probably put Nerd Guy uh, mm-hmm. as being like the one of the better ones that should have gotten more. And even Ginger Snaps would be in that thing. Like Lori is on the level of uh, Kia <laughs> in terms of like she can do some things decently, but when it comes to like sad or emotive things, no, it's just not there. Uh, but talking in a higher register voice, she's really good at. Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, here's the first part uh, of the meeting between uh, Jason and Mark. Hey,
5: Mark. You didn't forget about me, did you?
2: Oh, that's right. Everyone forgot. That's why they weren't afraid anymore. That's why I needed Jason to kill for me to get them to remember. now he just won't stop! That hot pot! This is real! (laughs) SOMEBODY PLEASE WAKE ME UP! (laughs)
5: Please!
0: So that is like... That's the start of the meeting. He goes into the bathroom and he thinks things are kind of going on, and he's trying to take the drug that's going to wake him up. You know, it's like a uh, kind of like those old no dose pills that you used to be able to get, you know, in I stores think it and was everything.
1: Called, like, awake aid or something Yeah, super it was generic, something really fucking dumb. <laughs> which I think you said that was the first meeting with him and Jason, but I just put that on the factor that because Jason kills everybody, but this one actually belongs to Freddie. He gets a piece. This, yeah.
0: Oh, if I made the mistake of it being, I think before the clip I said Freddy. I might have said Jason afterwards, but yeah, you, because Jason, it's so weird. Like, like we've you have said multiple times, this is definitely like a Freddy movie, but Jason is the star of this Freddy movie. And if yeah. you're just looking at the killing spree of everything going on, uh, which is about to, you know, it's going to tip a little bit in Freddy's favor, but not very much. Uh, But definitely at this point in the film, Freddy is the jump scare master because he's done like four, Mm -hmm. I think, about at this point in the film. Uh, So he's winning in that regard where Jason is just winning in the kill streak, uh, which is probably more important into this type of of film franchise. Uh, Also, I had paused this scene at one point... and it was horrible because I, uh, the way I had paused it to write some notes down, my wife looked up and she's like, doesn't that look like he's taking a giant dump <laughs> with the blood all over
1: the I ground? was going to say, he looks so constipated. but um, I know. It, and at this scene, correct me if I'm wrong, I think where that clip ends, have we already seen something going on with his feet? Yes,
0: actually. Well, what the
1: hell is that?
0: The, there's the, like, there are these, like, tendrils that come out of the blood and, like, hold his feet down and then all of a sudden there's like snakes
4: i can explain that
1: i can actually explain because it was driving me crazy i was like why would they put snakes there there is a deleted scene where um we forgot to mention that mark's brother is in the bathtub with the voice of freddy cougar and he's talking to him yep and in the deleted scene he actually says don't talk with your mouth full, and Mark actually throws up the snakes. And I guess they thought it was so cool they left the snakes in there. But yeah, out of nowhere in this movie, you just see a pile of snakes, and you're like, okay, that's random. Well, in the deleted scene, he actually they came out of his mouth.
0: Now were they all like CGI'd?
1: Oh yeah, it was mouth? it was freaking terrible. Like you could tell he was just like opening his mouth as wide as he could, and he was trying to force it like as if snakes were coming out. Um, but. Yeah, it totally answered that, and then I was just left wondering what the hell was holding his feet down, because I was like, it looks like little twigs? I, you know, I couldn't tell. But.
0: Yeah, th- there were some weird, like, because they shoot out of the blood, right? Oh, and it's, it's, like, it's corn trees. Oh, it's <laughs> corn trees. God damn it. They're fucking corn trees growing out of the blood now. Uh, but yeah, it's just, like... Uh, they would make sense if they would leave something like that in, but I guess if it was if it just did not look right, like they couldn't get it, I can understand why they took it out. But it would have been cool to kind of get a reaction of like, oh, here it's just like it's like a cutaway. Here's his feet, then the, then there's nothing, and then all of a sudden there's snakes. Like the camera pans down to their snakes, yep. so it's obviously that they just took the like the top of part of it where he was throwing up the snakes, and they cut that out and just did the pan down to the snakes being on the ground and I like I like the the practical effect and the makeup of his brother in the tub especially when he raises his arm up and you see those giant scars that he's got yes Uh, like that the, the whole this whole scene in general is well done well acted for a horror film and it looks great it doesn't there aren't a whole lot of like super CG type things that go on in this scene
1: yeah, it, it's up until this point that you finally, even though the whole movie, like you said, has been a Nightmare on Elm Street film, this is the first actual Freddy Krueger death, uh, like, it's his only kill, right? But it, it's, you actually get that Nightmare on Elm Street feel, finally.
0: Oh, yeah, and th- that carries on because, uh, as you're going to hear, Freddy wants Mark here to pass on a message. You send a
2: little message for me, that's all just a little message. Now I'm not going to do it.
5: I won't do it! No! I won't do it.
2: <laughs> I'll have to pass that message myself, won't I?
0: And that's where he basically, like, sets him on fire and, like, you, you you see him kind of, like, move around the room, so I guess he's no longer set down to the bottom with those weird tendril things. Uh, but, like, the effects for that scene, like, look great uh,
1: at that point. Don't they do a little of that Hong Kong there, that slow motion floating around? They do a little bit about that. I think it know. works in this sequence, though. It looks it, the, the way the fire's going slow looks really cool.
0: It does. It, it, like I said, this is probably... The best shot, like, death in general, I think. And you're right saying that's the Freddy death. This is the nightmare death. You know, they, it happens, you know, he's asleep and everything that you see that's going on. And Will and Laurie are looking in on what's going on, too. Like, they're trying to wake him up. They're slamming on the window. It feels like a Nightmare on Elm Street scene. Like, they just ripped it out of one of the movies and they put it in here. Which is something that I was hoping we'd see a little more of uh, just in general. And it really comes down to the Freddy kills. Like, I wish we had seen more of them. I get it in the beginning, but right now it's so lopsided that it's like, okay, at this point, Freddy's strong enough. Let's see a couple more kills. And this is what we get.
1: Yeah, I, I love how they end this scene, because in the end of the clip, you just hear like a shing. And, you know, he's bouncing around the room as he's on fire. And he turns towards the window because they're looking in on him. And he gets his face sliced.
0: Yeah, like that looks great. And then he turns around and it shows on his back that Freddy's uh, was a Freddy's back.
1: Yeah, it's on Which his back. On his back. So, back.
0: <laughs> like, that is a good pun right there nobody had to say it nobody had to do anything that is hilarious and it looks great like it doesn't look that uh, comparative to everything else in this movie that whole sequence and even that little bit of cgi for his back looks great so now of the laurie and will they're going to go um well, we cut over to the cops, actually, because they're going off. They're trying to run away. Uh, and we see uh, that uh, derpy cop, I guess that's how I'm going to call him now. Uh, he he walks into the chief and another one of the c- cops talking about how roadblocks and curfews are now set into place.
5: we close down the school and set up a curfew for anyone under 18.
2: Good. Now I want 24-hour roadblocks set up. Nobody leaves town, nobody gets in. We're going to contain the son of a bitch before he spreads any further. Yes, sir. Sir, shouldn't we have the FBI come in and... No outsiders, Stubbs. We can handle this. We've stopped him before. Okay, I'm a little lost here. Stopped who before? We don't say his name out loud. Enough from around here, I don't expect you to understand
4: With all due respect,
0: Sheriff I think we have a copycat of the old Jason Voorhees Crystallate killer
4: on our
1: hands
2: You listen to me We do things around here a certain way for a reason And that's given us four years of peace So you either do your job and keep your mouth shut Or so, help me God, I will lock you up Do you understand me?
0: That's one hell of a threat if you ask me Like, <laughs> speak <laughs> Freddy's name Or go <laughs> to fucking jail
1: Yeah, it's not even lose your job, it's get arrested.
0: Yeah, there's no, give me your badge, Johnson, and send them out, you know. (laughs) It's literally, you're going to be arrested and that's it.
1: With, With all due respect, you can't blame them because with everything they're going through, and like you said, like four years apiece, that must be pretty nice.
0: Yeah, but I can't believe it's only been four years. Like you would have thought that maybe it would have been a little bit longer. Maybe they would have padded it some for the movie. But if they're going by the last release, I guess you know that's not terrible. Yeah. So from here we cut over to the the Scooby Doo gang now because you've got <laughs> that's uh, perfect. you got Stony, you got Nerdy, <laughs> uh, you got. Um, you know Kia and mentally Captie. Uh, I I don't know what to call Lori, uh, but you've got them all, <laughs> and they're sitting there and they're talking about kind of what they need to do. Like they're they're slowly figuring out things uh, of of what's kind of going on, and who happens to show up? Why well, it's Mister Derpy Sheriff guy, and, and he comes in to actually now. And, and this is, again, in the beginning we got Freddy's backstory. Now we're like almost an hour into the film and they decide through this cop to give Jason's backstory.
4: Now this Jason Voorhees supposedly drowned at Camp Crystal Lake back in 1957 when he was 11 years old. And the counselors weren't watching him. Then they made the mistake of killing his mother. And the legend has it so Jason kept returning from his grave to punish whoever returned to the camp. I think we're dealing with a copycat here. No. No, 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 no. He's not a copycat. I've seen what he can do. He's the real Jason. That's impossible, then, Jason is dead. Yeah, well, you better start thinking outside your little box, dude. Because somebody's definitely breaking the fucking reality rules, okay? It makes sense in a way. I mean, what if Freddy brought Jason back? Because he was too weak to go after us on his own, so... He used Jason. I mean, he knew that, that we'd think it was him, that we'd spread the fear again. And now that it's working, it's like he can't shut Jason back down.
1: Okay, how did they figure that out? I was going to say, t- give him the winning prize. He just figured out the whole synopsis.
0: <laughs> exactly. We, we just got the whole thing of the movie. Like, this is the plot, everything. Like, And they've only really experienced Freddy. I don't even think he's experienced Freddy yet. Mm-mm. He's only seen Jason and Lori's the only one that's really experienced Freddie out of the group that lived to tell about it. Yeah, exactly. Cause he was too weak at the time to be able to do it. And so it's like how I really wanted to know like how he just came up with that. Like, okay, I get it. You can say that, Oh, Freddie hasn't been around for a while and he, he needs to have the knowledge of him to be, a threat and the only way to do that was to fake everybody out and make them think that oh hey it was jason that was really freddy killing everything
1: but i found it kind of funny too like i know the cops in the movie he says he found them because he saw the van outside but like you were at the police station did you just look up addresses were you randomly driving and you found all of them
0: <laughs> yeah they like, just, happen just to all up be together too at the same time he doesn't even know Stony. Or nerdy. <laughs> right?
1: Oh, and everybody's trying to stay awake. You, let, you, you know, if you look on the table, somebody's drinking Sprite. There's no caffeine in Sprite, sir. <laughs> that ain't going to do <laughs> shit for you.
0: That is exactly what was my reaction. I'm like, what the fuck is Sprite doing on this table? I guess
1: they didn't have monsters or whatnot at that 2003. I think they had just came out.
0: Yeah, but they could have had a Coke. They were managed to I, light I think Nerd Sprite. Boy
1: has a Coke. Like, one person has a Coke, and the other person's drinking a Sprite.
0: And they didn't even listen to Mark, man, when he said, become friends <laughs> with coffee.
1: Yeah, well, I Nobody guess it didn't did work it. for Mark. I Which, guess not. Did we even see Mark drink coffee in this movie?
0: I don't think we did. He was trying he's to take the Wake Aid
1: pill or whatever. And who, Man, who, who keeps it when there's just one left in there? You should have already refilled.
0: Exactly. Like, and, but you know you what? If he, he had it? just
1: returned home, like, how old was that pill? Like, he's been in the hospital for four years. And he's going to the medicine cabinet.
0: <laughs> it, it might still be good. Remember, it, it'll still be good. It just won't work as well. Okay. So of course they they go down like they're doing like a roundtable type of discussion of what they want to do and how do they think they can stop Jason and of course they come to the the idea uh, that maybe a virgin sacrifice is what they need.
3: Wait a minute, Freddie died by fire, Jason by water. How can we use that?
4: I think we should concentrate on Jason first.
3: But I, I thought we decided that Freddie was someone pulling the string. Shouldn't we go after him first?
4: Uh, maybe what we need to do is to offer Freddie a, a sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like uh, like a virgin, right? Someone pure.
5: Dude, don't look at me. Even if you pay for it, it still counts.
0: Okay, so first off, if it's not, like, heavy-handed as it is already, the whole fire versus water thing.
1: How did she get that? For, like, she just woke up out of her dream. Like, like she had a, a brain child idea. Like, oh, fire, water, how can we use that? And like, you weren't even in this whole conversation. No,
0: you've fallen asleep, quite obviously, because they're ignoring you, for one. And then, two, they're basically talking about you being a virgin right in front of you, with like nothing else, like really, to, to sway you one way or the other. It's it's just like absolutely nuts. I, I just don't get it. Like, and of course, you know, it's it's all being set up by Freddie here uh, because she he goes out and there's a Freddie jump scare again. I think this is number five, uh, but then she manages to grab his ear. Yeah of, and then when they, yeah of all things, and fucking like you know Mike Tyson him and pull it off and pull it into the real world should not not grab that giant
1: hat on his head or anything else no, or
0: grab his fucking claws, right you know something something and pull them with him she managed to pull the ear, but then they disintegrate actually kind of cool effect into the maggots, like that seemed like that was a very easy thing for them to do, uh and it looked pretty good.
1: Not to mention the whole scene is you know Freddie's pretending to be her dad and make out with her,
0: oh, which will yeah. cause anybody to oh. freak
1: out and pull an ear off. I totally blocked that out of my mind. <laughs> you should. It's terrible. <laughs> you know, and then the scene's over. And like you said, the ear turns into maggots. And it takes like 0.2 seconds for people to start stomping that out. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just destroy like, oh, that no, thing.
0: Just get rid of it. And that's where they kind of learn about the hypnocell at the same time because Will explains that they were given something inside of the you know the treatment facility and who goes up and looks it on the internet why the nerdy Nerd guy boy. It's at that point that they decide that hey we need to get our hands on this stuff cuz it kind of suppresses dreams right and they have it over there at the asylum so they all head back together as one giant Scooby-Doo gang but I don't I don't know which one would be Scooby-Doo would it be the the officer guy? <laughs> maybe, maybe but the nerd. But, I mean, no.
1: he, he's kind yeah, because you got goody goody boyfriends. Very much the Fred character. We gotta do the right thing, <laughs> and that puts Daphne being Laurie, right? It mean, looks like it, right?
0: Right, but you can't really put Kia in the Velma spot. That's kind of reserved for Linman.
1: Lin- but, for Lindman, but right, like, Wait, that's I want, the nerdy guy. Don't dog on him, because he obviously pays for sex, he said it.
0: And he's not a virgin, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were just going to gloss over that, all, that line, too.
1: <laughs> that's what everybody else did in the scene, they're like, ooh. <laughs>
0: like, ooh, okay, well, yeah, we all know who we need to go after. <laughs> so, they get in the, the magic bus, and they all, or van, I should say, and all drive over to the uh, asylum. And uh, this is where probably the worst CGI in the film happens.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, And maybe back then it didn't look so bad, but it looks terrible now because it looks really out of place, at least uh, in the video that I was watching. Um, It it obviously looks like, okay, we're just going to put it onto the screen and not really blend it into the the whole background. Uh, But everybody kind of splits up. Uh, There's... Uh, Jason also happens to have traveled to this place for some reason. Like, I don't understand why Jason is even going towards the asylum, right? Like, is he chasing after everybody, too?
1: Or yeah, is he that is kind of weird. Of... It, I it, mean,
0: mean... <laughs> he should be over still with a cornfield,
1: right? I mean, how fast is he, too? He walks, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, maybe it's a leisurely jog. You know, he's got to lose some of those wa- that water weight. He's gotta- There you go. <laughs> oh, that's a good enough Freddy pun for you right there.
1: <laughs> no, it's better than the ones we've heard.
0: <laughs> so far. So uh, it's weird because when they first pull up, there's like a guard there. And then all of a sudden there's nobody. Like when they walk into the stoner guy and nerd guy walk into that uh, security office with the comp, there's no guard there. And I was like, where the hell did he go? And I guess he kind of heard the rumblings of Jason and then went to fall off him and then he gets killed.
1: Off-screen kill.
0: Yeah, off-screen kill with a door falling on top of him. Um, and uh, that's also when Nerdman, uh, he decides to, to split ties from Stoner Guy because Stoner Guy is too stressed out and needs to have his pot. Uh, and the uh, Pot yeah. makes him dream. Like, yeah, you know, trying to the, figure this part I was out. like,
1: did he pass out? And it reminded me of um, Freddy's Dead when you had the Spencer character who was really doped up and he started dreaming, too. So it was almost like, is it are they saying that when you're high, it's the same thing? That's what I was kind of thinking. Like it puts him into a
0: dreamlike state when he right. gets like stoned. A haze. Right? Yeah, yeah, like a haze, because you some people, depending on the type of drug, they see shit. You know, and it could be pot laced with something you know that is causing a hallucination, because that's kind of what I see like. And maybe they're thinking like hallucinations are like dreams of the mind while you're awake. I I don't know. They, they really don't explain anything. All I know is that uh, an Alice in Wonderland type caterpillar shows up, <laughs> and it looks like shit.
1: Yeah the uh, the idea of him uh, how do you say? Um, <laughs> it's just so jacked up The the as terrible as this caterpillar looks is about as terrible as the idea of him seeing it looks
0: exactly and of course the caterpillar pulls out a bong and blows a ton of smoke in his face like he w- wasn't high enough already
1: I was like is this a Charles Band movie
0: <laughs> yeah no. is this evil bong part exactly. 2 <laughs> okay so this is Scream 7 evil bong part like 9 <laughs> there's way too many of those Meets Blood
1: too. Dolls and Head of the Family and, and Critters and Ghoulies. And don't
0: forget the Ginger Dead Man.
1: Oh, you can't forget wherever there's Evil bomb, there's a Ginger Dead Man.
0: That's right. I think they even teamed up in a movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe, there's a gazillion of those movies.
0: Uh, maybe they teamed up with the killer condom as, as well. Uh, but this isn't Terrible Terror Loves Charles Band. <laughs> uh, though I do. Um, so... We cut away from him, and we meet up with uh, Lori, Will, and uh, Kia, and they go into a room, and, and the setup is kind of cool with all the people laying down the beds mm-hmm. and things over their eyes, and, like, they're all passed down in comas, and Lori wonders why.
3: Are they dead?
0: They're in a coma.
4: It says they were given too much hypnosis.
3: We do this
4: to people. Your dad's name is at the bottom of both
0: of these charts. And there's another plot point that really just goes out the fucking window. Like, the whole thing with her dad and her mom, that actually does get resolved. But this whole thing with the hypnosil related to her dad just kind of fizzles at this point in the movie. It's just a random connection right now.
1: They were just trying to add value to his character.
0: I guess, but... You know, the guy had to make out with her, you know, (laughs) pretend to be her dad. and
1: There's no coming back from that.
0: No, there's not. So we just need to really end his role in the movie, like, right now. Uh, And also we go back over to Stoner Guy. And Stoner Guy, he has followed the worm into the room where the Hypnosil is. And it's the same room with all the people uh, on the table.
1: Or is it a totally different room? No, it's the same exact room with all the bodies there because they potentially make contact with him.
0: Yeah, they and he kind of gets confused. He finds where the bottles are, and, and when he's about to destroy them, he's like, no, we need this stuff. And then, of course, he does the big horror trope of look up. Yep. And what happens? The worm... In-
1: so they kept yep. this scene, but they got rid of the snake scene? it's just as awful and, and i like the horror trope don't look up because if you do something's going in your oh, mouth
0: something's is gonna it- happen to you either it's gonna be in your mouth you're gonna get dragged up into the air your head's gonna get lopped up just uh, don't you hear something in the room do not look up just start walking forward that's all you gotta fucking do it's so easy
1: and you know this whole scene is the idea is the worm crawls into him and freddie now possesses him does he do that like can you name Does freddie does he take over bodies like that
0: i have not at least my memory of the films and guys tweet at either one of us if you know the answer to this but i have not seen him take over a body before
1: i mean he you he know the- he doesn't like manipulate it. he'll but he'll go through a body mm-hmm. he'll control your body with you know like a puppet yeah but I, i'm thinking like he doesn't possess people, right?
0: No, he's never... To my knowledge, he's never possessed somebody in the the waking world and used them for his own advantages. Because he does that here while Jason is chasing everybody.
1: And, and mind you, he's not even asleep. He's high.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. He's he's high. Uh, and, and this is one of the ones where I'm like, okay, who actually gets the kill here? Because if... Oh. Freddy has taken over the body, and there's nothing really left of him in terms of he's just using it as a vessel, Freddy gets the kill, right? But, of course, when Jason's chasing after them, uh, this little sequence happens.
5: Come on! Come on! Come on! What are you
2: waiting for? Come on! We gotta go! We gotta go!
5: Now! Come on!
2: Let me handle this.
0: So, uh, Freddy in that body stabs Jason with like syringes of that stuff that he said you don't want to be stabbed with, right? And basically kind of tranks him out. And you... It's weird because at that point, Jason then slices Stoner Dude in half. So who gets the kill here?
1: And it's a good effect, too.
0: Oh, yeah. And even the the makeup uh, and the... It looked like a practical body on the ground that was split. Looks good. Yeah. And But who, who gets the kill? Is it Jason because he tore him in half? Or is it Freddy because he took over his body?
1: I give it to Jason because what Freddy did was fucking stupid. Yep. <laughs> that <laughs> so that, that was
0: kind of my reasoning, too.
1: <laughs> like, you know you turned into a worm and you crawled in his mouth and that's you're controlling him. But you know, Jason did what he always does and it looked awesome.
0: Exactly. He tore him apart. But then of course the tranquilizer tranquilizer becomes too much for him. And he goes into the dream world where he gets scolded by his mom, Freddie.
5: I'm disappointed. you, You disobeyed me. You were supposed to come back home just kill a few of them but I blame myself I should have known you wouldn't be able to stop killing you are like a big super dog who can't stop eating even though your master said you had
0: enough and so now we're about I'd say like an hour and five minutes into the film and we finally get our first fight between Freddy and Jason in the dream world and it's It's good to an extent. Like, I like the later one better, but it's still not great. But here, it's way too comical. Like, the whole pinball fucking thing.
1: Yeah, and it's so funny, because I had wrote down, too, one hour, five minutes, finally a Freddy versus Jason moment. And um, one thing I wanted to throw in there, nothing that we have to touch base on too much, but... Um. After um, Stoner Dude has dumps out the hypnotism before he gets destroyed by Jason. You get like the best scream in the world from Linderman. It is the girliest, funniest thing I've ever heard. And we actually get to hear it more later in the well, film. But th- uh,
0: then that proves it. He's Velma.
1: That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm with you, man. I thought the same thing. Like, like all right, Freddy versus Jason. What is this pinball? Uh, telekinesis thing he's doing. He's better than that, and he's doing some really stupid things.
0: And he's fucking, like, gyrating his pelvis, and...
1: (laughs) Like... It looks like he's uh, getting off to it.
0: mm, mm. Oh, he's he's so excited, and he's just, you know, it it starts out where it's kind of evenly matched, to be honest with you, Uh, and they're throwing blows, but of course, since it's the dream world, Freddy has the advantage, right? And... It's just, ah, uh, it just upsets me towards the end, especially that I, I cannot get over the pinball part. Yeah, and so they keep fighting. Meanwhile, we go back over and we see that somebody has actually picked up Jason's body, uh, and is carrying them with them in the Scooby Doo mystery van. The
3: fuck did I let y'all talk me into this?
4: Why don't we just try and do it here? Why why go all the way to Crystal Lake?
3: Best case scenario, Jason wins. He'll already be home, back where he belongs. I mean, why follow us anymore? And if Freddy wins, at least Jason has home field advantage.
0: Now, back in the dream world, uh, Freddy has found something that Jason is afraid of, and I call total bullshit on this. He's afraid of fucking water. Are you fucking kidding me? How many fucking nightmare or not no, nightmares, but uh, Friday the Thirteenth movies where he's used the water as a means to travel? Like exactly on Jason Takes Manhattan, he goes underwater to the boat. What?
1: Yeah, I mean he. He gets killed multiple times in the water, but he still manages to walk out of the water and walk back into the water, no problem.
0: And I don't want to go back to Jason Ten takes Manhattan ever again, but he's reborn in the water in that movie.
1: Ugh.
0: Like, I don't get it. This is like, there are missteps on things, right? But this is the biggest one. I, they're maybe playing towards more of the original, maybe the first or second one. You know, where he he still maybe has memories of being drowned as a kid, but...
1: How that would only work if had? we didn't have all the sequels.
0: Exactly. that That's it. Like, how long has Jason been around? It would be like, you know, basically resetting Freddy Krueger here. He has none of his dream powers just yet. And he's afraid <laughs> of fire.
1: Exactly. Because they threw,
0: they threw him in a boiler.
1: Ugh. <sighs> Uh, it's more that great writing.
0: That wonderful fucking writing. Like it it's just a slap in the face to the source material. That's what I hate. Like, at least with Aliens vs. Predator, they stayed pretty true to the way the the two different aliens worked, right? Even though a lot of it was more like humans versus everybody. Uh, where <laughs> that's that's where this does kind of beat it out, where you know we, we know way, the way horror works and it truly becomes Freddy versus Jason we, we're we only using these characters to be killed for the means for us to reach this point and then it's a shitty point mm. <laughs> so w- while in the dream world Freddy wants to reach deeper into Jason's brain and figure out what really scares Jason
2: aww how sweet, you ugly little shit. Now there's a face only a mother could
5: love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now get somewhere.
2: Let's see what really scares you. Oh.
0: I like that little. Oh!
1: I hope I didn't screw that clip up because no. I thought that was like Freddie's best line in the whole movie is, you know, you ugly little shit. <laughs> that's a face only a mother can love.
0: And, and the, those are the times where, like, that's. If they're lucky enough that it's Robert England uh, who knows the character and has embodied the character, right? If they decided for this film just to go with somebody else to be Freddie for this moment. I don't think it works as well.
1: Can I throw in a side note on that? Sure. Did you know Robert Englund was not the first person cast as Freddy Krueger, and it was almost somebody else originally? Wasn't it almost, I want to say it's Mark Hamill? Um, The source that I've checked out, even seen photos of the makeup test, David Warner, the fucking scientist from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Part 2, was the original, could you imagine a British Freddy Krueger? That would be quite
0: hilarious to be honest with you
1: but uh yeah he ended up dropping out because of scheduling conflicts and then robert england screen tested and thank god he did because he is the only freddy Krueger.
0: yeah i mean unpopular p- opinion i didn't think the remake that happened a little while ago was that terrible like as a freddy i think he was fine um, but it doesn't match what you expect from robert england i mean they want to get away from funny freddy and go to scary freddy again
1: right yeah no you can't blame the guy who uh i forgot his name I know it has Haley in it but um yeah you can't blame him a bit he did all he could do it's just those kind of shoes to fill i mean that's tough to do
0: yeah it's it's rough especially when you have such a long franchise as these are you know it's easy to replace a jason Voorhees because nobody knows who the fuck it is Right. There's no dialogue. But right. you, you, and same thing with like Michael Myers, you know, but I think like you look at the Saw franchise would probably be one of the ones that I would say um, the Jigsaw character without that voice. It really doesn't work. You know, he's he's iconic in that way as the way that Robert England is iconic as uh, Freddie.
1: Yeah, it always it's you're right, man, it's about the, the personality of the character, you know. You get used to it and it becomes that image.
0: Yeah, exactly. So now they've decided that they're gonna take these take Jason to C- Camp Crystal Lake, right? And they're going to use Lori to pull Freddy out of the dream world. And we still don't know how she has that ability. Like, is she a dream warrior? is she what, what is she it, it doesn't make any sense that she's she's the only one that's able to to grab them out and they have the smart idea of using the tranquilizer to do it like that already seems like a bad idea shouldn't she just yeah. be tired as it is and could fall asleep she's fallen asleep like five fucking times in this movie it's at this <laughs> point that she needs the goddamn tranquilizer to do so
1: ugh uh, so you know you know what's gonna happen right you, you know give her a tranquilizer is she gonna wake back up easily yeah oh <laughs> we'll see
0: yeah sure she is so she goes to sleep and she somehow again how does she go into what would be jason's dream right this is now camp crystal lake and she sees jason as a kid getting bullied by the other kids and then she sees the counselors they're all hanging out in their little area over there and of course we get another Freddy pun.
3: Oh, 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 aren't you gonna help the kid
5: oh, can't you see i'm busy here oh, you mean you're not coming
2: it's not my fault this bitch is dead on her feet
1: and of course he's fucking a corpse right and you know right before that scene Did you notice it was a little splice moment? And I'm making a reference to your sci fi uh, review. They're having sex with their clothes on, but it sure ain't acting like it. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) It's like, what are you
0: doing? That thought definitely came to mind when seeing it. Like, you still have your pants on, so how is your dick out? Like, (laughs) did you unzip and you're just wearing the belt, but you're not wearing a belt, so it's just poking through the hole? Like,. (laughs) Like, you don't want to start thinking about these things, about the logistics of how everything is going on. And I was just like, okay, no, no I don't need you to worry about it anymore. So, uh, of course, Jason, he starts, he starts drowning. Like, Freddy is, like, killing him. And this is, like, what was said in the beginning of the movie makes absolutely no sense right now. And why everybody is surprised when something happens. Freddy said, you can't die. That's your special ability. You cannot die. But he's trying to drown him and kill him in his dream.
1: <laughs> Otherwise we'd have no movie, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? Is <laughs> he, this is this the Matrix Revolution? Are we just going to fight with no resolution?
0: <laughs> that's right. Are we just going to keep... Oh, <laughs> funny you said that. Uh, <laughs> but, but it's just like... He, he starts drowning. And so, of course, they're there's the joke of, okay, somebody needs to give Jason CPR, uh, which is actually kind of a funny scene because he eventually does wake up and disappear from Freddy's dream world. Right. Because he's alive and he fucks up the car pretty bad. Like they go flying and flipping, uh, in the car and that doesn't manage to wake Lori up.
1: (laughs) And doesn't (laughs) kill her. Yeah, everybody's remarkably fine. Jason goes flying out yeah, of that thing, he, almost like the way he threw that kid in exactly, the cornfield. He gets chucked from that van
0: really far, but manages to catch up with everybody relatively quick.
1: So in that scene, you know, Kelly or what? What is her name? Kia. Yeah. She. She. I have to bring it up. She. She's going to attempt to get mouth to mouth because apparently. Um, nerdy boy has asthma. I haven't seen him use an inhaler one time in this whole damn movie.
0: <laughs> he managed to get away. He's smarter than everybody else. You got crazy in the front seat. You got dummy right here, and then you got him. Oh, I got asthma. Okay, <laughs> <laughs>
1: must be true.
0: <laughs> must be true. He says he's got it. So you better give a CBR to fucking Jason.
1: But that does provide the coolest scene. And I don't know if we have a clip for it, but whenever, um, you know, Jason gets ripped away from Freddie, he gets pissed.
0: Oh, he does. And he, uh, that's where I wrote down. Well, first I wrote down, what is a CPR bullshit? And then I wrote down, why does he look like the devil? Because he's, all of a sudden, everything is a deep deep red in his yep. face and you almost get the horns in the back and I like that look. I was you gonna know, say it
1: looks amazing.
0: That's it's the best, absolute best makeup in the movie. Like out of everything that's done. I and I like the creepy, wispy Freddy that you get where it's mm-hmm. like kind of blue and lightish and he's got blue eyes and but he has the really sharp yes. teeth and it's yes. very soft. It looks great, but this looks fantastic, though I still want to know why Why are we doing it.
1: Um, Not to mention, he comes, he just ejects from that water, man, in the oh, cool yeah. effect.
0: That, that is the, the trailer scene that was the reason that why I wanted to see the movie. You know, you see him just jump from the water and get up there, and then it transfers them over into her place, like uh, on Elm Street. And, of course, they have a little conversation, and you get to get another one of the little taglines in the movie.
2: Welcome to my world, bitch. I should warn you, princess. The first time tends to get a little messy.
0: And that's when he's trying to—is um, he gonna like finger blast her with one of those claws? <laughs> that's what that's it my seems understanding. Like. <laughs> like that's the way that she's gonna go. Okay, that kind of sucks,
1: you know. Yeah, that's, um, that's no good way for anybody to go, but I love how he still manages to call everybody a bitch.
0: Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen that one um, episode of Rick and Morty where they actually have a, a Freddy-like character? No. Oh, my God. This is the funniest thing. And if you've never seen it, nobody's ever seen it, you have to. Um, and it's actually, I think some time ago, I used post on the Facebook page, but it's him, but it's he calls everybody a bitch and so <laughs> he's constantly chasing Rick and Morty oh I'm gonna get you bitch and I'm gonna do this and then it, it goes away cause they're like doing like an inception type of thing they're going to levels of dreams and so they go into his dream and you see him in school and it's all Freddy's like all Ooh. different types of Freddies. and they're all doing you know like he's being bullied he's a like, white so little bitch you know And they're all like talking like that it's fucking fantastic it's one of Sounds the best things on. out there uh, and I want to say that maybe Robert England actually does the voice of the character, but I could oh. be wrong. I think it might be just somebody imitating you him. You know,
1: I but... would truly believe it. Cause he actually does a voice of the Riddler in the cartoon network, Batman series. So he, he does dip into the animation a little bit.
0: Yeah. So he might've done it for that, especially if he found it to be like really enjoyable, something fun to do, you know, making fun of the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, What we also forgot to mention, too, is that at this point, Jason is uh, attacking everybody like crazy. Uh, Up in the cabinet, when he... Okay, so I have it written down. When he busts in through the door, he just so happens to drop the gasoline and the lamp at the same time. I had to rewind that scene five times because I thought somebody threw the lamp at him when he dropped the gasoline. But nope, it just falls right after you see the gasoline spread on the floor.
1: Huh. It wasn't on a moving table.
0: It wasn't. No, he just walks wow. in and like is stumbling, like he's a bad Frankenstein monster, you know. And Oof. then he hits a table. It's it's seriously like like a Saturday Night Live sketch that oh here comes clumsy Jason Voorhees. Where's the wacky music to, <laughs> whoops, broop, you know. I started a
1: fire again.
0: <laughs> exactly, and so that's how the cabin starts getting on fire, uh, and of course. Like you said earlier, here comes Nerd Guy and Kelly to f- try to fight off Jason instead of just running away.
1: Like yeah, they should know better by now. And they both get flung across the room like hell I and mean, crazy. I, you know, they say the size of the of, of the fights, you know, in the dog, not the size of the dog in the fight. But Linderman, what are you gonna do, man? Have you done anything physical in your life uh, first off that you didn't pay for? Uh Kelly, you know, she's got a little side to her. Maybe she can, you know, outsmart Jason. But, oh, man, Lindemann. <laughs> he even has a gun at one
0: point in the movie that he never uses. That's right. You know, he's just like, he grabs the gun. One, of course, gun is not going to work on Jason, okay? Uh, and two, if you're going to even grab it, maybe even try to use it. The audience knows you don't, but you just run away like a little bitch. And he gets smacked. Uh, across the cabin and and happens to get stabbed in the back uh, by something hanging on the wall. But he still manages to uh, walk away just fine from this encounter uh, for the time being. The other thing that happens is that Will is trying to protect Lori while she's getting her ass kicked by Freddy in the Dream World uh, Well, getting slashed. And he takes a machete chop uh, to his back that starts leaking blood like crazy. Oof. Uh, and that that effect wasn't too bad either,
1: yeah, and it was such a devastating blow that uh, it makes you wonder if he's gonna be okay.
0: Oh, yeah, because he is fucking <laughs> leaking like
1: crazy. It's not a spot you just get hit and walk away.
0: <laughs> no, and what's funny is is that he's still able to like drag Lori around the place.
1: yeah both arms <laughs>
0: yeah, and the, well, then he drops one arm, right? And what happens? It goes into the fire, and that's what wakes her up. So falling down a, like a hill in a tumbling car and crashing into something, nope, no, doesn't do anything, but fire, being dragged through fire. So it's not even like sitting in the fire for like a long period of time. And that's what she realizes, that she can wake up, and she pulls Freddy into the real world. Oh, yeah. And that's where we get the start of the big, long fights. And it it's good it's good to a point (laughs) Mm -hmm. like the start of it is very good right here where Freddie is just he's like it's like literally looking at say like Mike Tyson versus um, you know what's that uh, guy from Punch Out right I thought that was Mike Tyson Little Mac
1: Oh, so okay, Nintendo. Okay. So yeah. we're we're
0: talking about Little Mac and Mike Tyson, right? So Mike Tyson is Jason Voorhees and Freddy definitely is Little Mac, but he's able to like duck and weave and like dodge everything and get his stabs in, his little jabs, but they really don't do anything. And to the point that <laughs> Jason grabs Freddy and just like like those bar scenes where they run him across the bar, but it's on the side of the house. And it's yeah. fucking great. Like that that makes me fucking smile, you know? this part of the fight scene is very very good because they're just duking it out and everybody manages to get out of the house before it, it like collapses on Jason uh, after Jason throws Freddy outside of the house and then we get the little tender moment of the film we don't really get one between Laurie and Will but we do get one between Kia and Nerd Boy
3: he's
5: just going to make you really hurt no no, no 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 don't worry about me just a scratch just go get help okay
3: What?
4: Just...
5: I'm just going to rest here a minute. a minute I'm fine yeah really no get out of here go get help but you... just go okay okay but
3: I'm going to be back as soon as I can
0: so that wound is basically deep enough to kill him because uh, they show it bleeding out his back yeah,
1: just for like the reason. guy in the beginning, right? <laughs> Who yeah. bleeds from the bed.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, he's pouring blood. But Will, who's been slashed and is leaking blood, he's not leaking blood as fast as Nerdboy is.
1: Well, that's okay, because Nerdboy, he's like, it's but a flesh wound. Oh, <laughs> he's yes. He's just a
0: scratch. He's just the fucking Black Knight. We didn't know it. In disguise. <laughs> <laughs> but you lost your arm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So. Of course, Freddy has managed to get away from Jason at this point, and he's chasing down Laurie and Will. And oh boy, <laughs> this this is my favorite movie point. The movie just for one reason—it's how it ends. Like I, the the my favorite, like like we talk about kills, favorite kill and, and and sequence is the sequence with Mark. But the one that made me smile and laugh the most out of the, the scenes is this scene. And it's not because of what transpires uh, between Freddy and Kia. It's what happens at the end of the scene that is so fantastic uh, and makes me smile. Um, so he's chasing after them. And then all of a sudden, Kia shows up to distract Freddy. And I don't get why Freddy decides that he's going to go after her otherwise, other than saying dark meat. Uh, which well, see, that, that, originally
1: he used to say fresh meat, but because she is an African American, he has to say dark meat.
0: That's that's right. And uh, <laughs> I—that's not why this is my favorite scene, by the way. It gets there, though. It's getting there. <laughs> it's getting there. Well, of course, she distracts him enough, and then this is her big monologue of the movie. Uh, and uh, let's go through it. So
3: you're the one everyone's afraid of. Tell me something. What kind of faggot runs around in a Christmas sweater? I mean, come on, get real. You're not even scary. You're not even scary. And let's talk about the butter knives. What is with the butter knives? You trying to compensate for something? Maybe coming up a little short there between the legs, Mr. Kruger? I mean, you got these teeth little things and jason has got this big old thing to
0: like. and that's when she gets chucked off the scene by freddie or by jason
1: another one of those insane blows oh i know she <laughs> just, just goes fucking flying
0: dude and oh man that that scene is the epitome of her acting in
1: this movie yeah
0: Like, that honestly probably is the best acting that she did,
1: and it's still horrible. You know, it's funny you say that that's her best scene in the movie, her best acting, because it was actually not in the original script. Apparently, a little side note, if you read some trivia on IMDb, which there are, Tons for this movie um it's said by the writers that they did not write in the the homophobic gestures in there that was thrown in by the director or the actress that was not in the script and i think it really makes the scene because it's just hilarious
0: well it comes kind of out of left field when she (laughs) like says it and it's like
1: uh well yeah because it makes no sense i'm like he you know he kills girls mostly right yeah he, like, he doesn't did, go after little boys. Well, did you see the scene with the knives and then, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but it's just some way for her to, to try to get all big and bad before getting literally destroyed and embarrassed. And
0: it's the face that Robert England makes as Freddie during the <laughs> scene, which makes the scene as well. Because he's listening to her and he's just like, like, you're talking to me like this? That's yeah. the first face. And then it's... Oh, he smiles. And you're like, why is he smiling? And then he, he when he points the, the finger at... And he's just got this big shit-eating grin on his face. And that's when Jason comes through and fucking launches her out of the goddamn scene. And it, it's absolutely fantastic. Well, meanwhile, before they start having their big face-off... We see Will trying to get a boat uh, and to get the fuck out of there with Lori. But, of course... Lori, she has much other plans. Right,
5: no, Lori, let's go. We can't help her anymore. No! I'm staying! Are you, are you crazy? You got what you wanted. You pulled Freddy out. Now he's fighting Jason. Come on, what more do you want? He killed my mother, Will.
3: It was Freddy. My dad covered it up to protect me. He didn't do it. Look, he has taken everything from us. He has ruined both of our past. And I am not leaving until I see him die.
0: So, of course, uh, this is when the giant fight starts. But I do want to say, you don't want to avenge anybody else but your mother. Like, every single one of your friends has been killed by... Well, I guess hasn't been killed by Freddy. Has been killed by Jason. Right? It's at this point that the kill count basically stops. And it's 17 kills for Jason. And one kill for Freddy Krueger
1: yeah and she I mean she doesn't she mentions her mom like what once that's because somebody brings it up like she's not she doesn't spend her time in the movie talking about how she misses her mom and wishes her mom was around but all of a sudden she needs to avenge her mother
0: no it's it's about what maybe 45 to 50 minutes in that range where Will finally says that your dad's the one that killed your mom and that's what makes things rage like she kind of mentions it in the beginning where she's like oh my dad's alone he needs help you know but it's not it's not the the whole uh, I need to go after find out whoever my mom, mom's killer was. You know, there isn't that talk. Everything's just been centered around, you know, escaping Freddy, and then everything just gets tied together in a nice little bow. Freddy is the one that did it four years ago. You know?
1: And, and- Will's reaction's priceless. If you can hear him in the clip, he's like, Oh my god. Like, basically saying, I never thought of that. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, he totally fucked with our, <laughs> our relationships and our lives. Uh, and, and it's just... It's silly. Now, here is the giant fight. The, the rest of the fight between Jason and Freddy. And this is where it's crappy. Yeah. It's just... Like, there's a couple cool moments. The moment where he gets stabbed... Jason gets uh, stabbed with all of the, uh, the braids of steel... Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. But then the stupid thing where he's using the whatever that
1: cylinder thing is in the air. I know it. it do, it's not filmed right because when it swings down once, okay, it has gravity, it has force. There's no way that thing keeps swinging back and forth and even at the rate to knock you on your feet.
0: Well, it especially says it hits fucking Jason like four times. Yeah, the momentum would be totally killed in that point. I know this is a movie, but it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't it look right. It. <laughs> yeah, it, it it didn't need. It. They could have just continued to fight the way they were using whatever, like you know, Freddie using his martial arts style moves to like <laughs> what, what is
1: it? Those WWE moves? Do. Those elbow drops?
0: I know. So He's <laughs> just doing the people's elbow constantly at <laughs> Jason's fucking face. You know, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you could have had that, and I would have been like, "Yes, it's cheesy, but it's okay." It's, it's just a fight. You know? It's a fight. Yeah, they're they're just fucking duking it out, but they're not even. It's just like there's no way, and I, I would say this right. There's no way that Jason could lose this fight in the real world. Right. It, there's just no way, and where it gets to, with them on the dock. Like fighting and duking it out and then taking each other's, like, he takes his fingers off in a perfect swipe with his uh, claw. Like, it had he just had this feeling this, like, spidey sense that he was going to swing in this specific way and that he could totally slice through. The claws really haven't done shit, but they've been able to cut off his fingers. So he drops his machete. I,
1: what? Good job. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And and then you got Laurie and fucking Will over here spilling gas everywhere and mm. putting it by the propane tank. Like, okay, what are you guys doing? You're going to blow shit up. Uh, do you have enough time to, like, get away from there?
1: Right. The propane tank's pretty huge.
0: <laughs> yeah. And the moment that you set fire to anything, you're not going to have the time to run away. Uh, spoiler alert, they do. But, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, and so you've got Jason, you know, ripping off, uh, Freddy's arm, uh, and the one with a claw on it, and then eventually knocking, getting knocked into the water, or not knocked into the water yet, he, uh, kind of gets sliced down, right? Like He gets a, basically kind of beaten into submission.
1: Like, right. Jason,
0: beaten into submission.
1: How Believable. does that happen? No. <laughs>
0: no, 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 no. And so, uh, you know, he's coming for, um, well, the, the explosion happens, right? And it blows everybody off the dock. And of course, Lori and Will are able to get out of that vicinity really fast. And, uh, they're basically kind of knocked down. And then you hear the thump, 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 thump. And you, it, they do a good job of making you believe that it's Jason. Cause all they show you is the machete and... And you you get a silhouette of what's walking. Until it comes more into view and you see that it's Freddy is the one that has technically survived the explosion, right?
1: Yeah, and he's wielding that Jason's machete.
0: Yeah, he's got Jason's machete right there. And uh, then when he goes to uh, slice her with it, out of the water comes Jason and dives right back into the water after he (laughs) fucks with Freddy.
1: It's really weird because he launches out of the water, just like a really bad action movie. Just get my one last shot in. Okay, I'm going to go die now.
0: Yeah, exactly. He stabs him. Well, he stabs him with his own weapon, which is the big thing, right? Right. He, He stabs him with his arm that happened to be thrown in the water. So he was able to find it for one, and then two, use enough force to do it. Oh, no. Or does he use his own arm, his stub?
1: Oh, he manages to do it somehow. He takes well, Freddy's arm and injects he, it right through and he then does, ducks out. It
0: was, it was a scene before where he used the stubby hand with no fingers to <laughs> stab into, into his chest or his uh, stomach. That's right. Yeah. And so it's at this point that we get to relive another one of the lines from early in the movie when Laurie takes a swing and takes off Freddy's head.
3: Welcome to my world.
0: I just had to play that little one. (laughs) I mean, you know, give her her justice. (laughs) And so she knocks off his head. It goes into the water. uh, And then Will and Lori leave. Uh, Then we go to the next morning. Fog is on the water. The lake looks nice and clear. There's no debris anywhere of the explosion (laughs) that happened the night before.
1: Definitely not the same lake.
0: (laughs) It's definitely not the same crystal lake. Oh, boy. Uh, and who comes out of the water but Jason carrying Freddy's head and then we get one last little nod to both of them before the end theme plays So that's Freddy versus Jason. Uh, what are your thoughts now that we're at the end of the film?
1: I one thing we didn't talk about. I love the music in this movie so much. It's such a a, a metal type horror movie. Oh
0: yeah, that, that's it's, definitely. I mean, it really something.
1: adds to the fight sequence.
0: It, it's definitely good. Like the, this is. Uh, I don't remember who exactly is on the soundtrack for this film, but I remember it being one of the better soundtracks from that era. Uh, and it really, it, the way that it leads you in to pump you up, the music during the fight sequences, and the music even at the end credits, um, it's, it's well done.
1: Yeah, I think you get a dose of like Mudvayne and Slipknot and, you know, the typical ones you would expect for this type of thing. But mm-hmm. I'll tell you... I like the end of this movie. Originally when I saw it, I was like, yeah, okay, acceptable. Um, After I read all the possible and deleted endings, this one is so much better than what they thought they would do. They actually filmed other endings and screen tested them, and they all bombed. So the reason I think this lake looks different is because it wasn't a planned ending, and they had to do it last minute.
0: So they did it at one point. What was one of the endings that you read about
1: so one of the endings, is so it makes no sense whatsoever. So it would fit the movie, right? Is um, like <laughs> Camp Crystal Lake eventually go, runs dry, like almost like it drains and a large unknown hand pulls them both down. So are we to believe that Freddie and Jason now get taken to hell by somebody else, but they don't tell us who? And I think that would stir up a lot more questions than need be um and then there's also there is a actual deleted scene you can find it's really awful and it got rejected because the acting was so bad and it go, it's like a two months later scene you know like a damn spongebob cartoon and um we have our two main characters uh will and Lori, you know about to get it on for the first time so she'll no longer be a virgin and in the midst of the sex scene Somehow we know Will turns into Freddy Cougar.
0: Oh. So and it's so bad. That's terrible.
1: It is. Ter- and, it, and I don't even mean like as bad as we've seen. I mean the whole like it's still him, but he's using Freddy's voice. And knives grow out of his actual fingers, but there's no glove. Like it's terrible. I'm sure it's on the DVD.
0: So somewhere like a nod to uh, Nightmare on Street 2.
1: Right, where Jesse's transforming, yeah, something like that, which could be another reason why they rejected it.
0: Yeah, that's of course. I mean, it's not a terrible ending, but it definitely feels like a cop-out, right? Because neither one actually wins because they don't want either franchise to be looked down upon. But in general, you kind of, I mean, I think this film did a bigger disservice to the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise than it did the Friday the 13th franchise. As much as like Jason's iconic, there's not a whole lot to the character himself other than an unstoppable killing machine, right?
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that if you're a huge fan of Friday Thirteenth, you're going to get what you want out of this movie. You get some really great kills from Jason, um, but for a lot of Nightmare or excuse me, for a lot of Nightmare on Elm Street fans, it's great to have Robert England back as Freddy. But you almost feel like he's added in rather than carrying the movie. So you get your your scenes, like you said, which are very Nightmare on Elm Street feel, but then they're flooded with Friday the 13th kills, and that's okay, except for it kind of makes Robert Eland just look like a goofball.
0: Yeah, he's definitely a lot goofier than... it. It's the late end of Friday the 13th... Not Friday the 13th, I'm sorry. Nightmare on Elm Street versus the beginning, you know, where it was the scarier. He had... right. He was badass, and he had his quips, but he wasn't... The kills weren't goofy, and the the style of, uh, that Freddy was wasn't that goofy. He was still scary.
1: Yeah, I, like you said, I love the look where he had the razor-sharp teeth, and he had those dilated blue contact eyes. I mean, he looked awesome. And when he was the red demon, why couldn't we have more of that? But... um nonetheless, I you know, after watching this movie a few times in a row just to prepare for this thing, I still like the movie. I just like certain aspects about the movie, but there's a few things they did that almost ruined it
0: oh most definitely I think I liked the movie more when uh, I was younger than when you know I've re-watched this film now like I just felt things were kind of contrived uh, in, in just the way that they portrayed those two characters again as a Freddy guy it was like i felt that too much of the plot was centered around him uh instead of them just even being just simple as meeting up at some point that they're both going on whatever killing speech i i mean i like the setup that they did was that like okay Freddy used jason to his means because that's something he would do right Uh, but it's it's to the point where he he knows what he is and even says what he is in the beginning of the film and then he's surprised that he is continuing to be what he is you know and he gets upset about it because you know he takes it he just figures oh i'll let him loose for a little bit and eventually he'll stop but even he says oh you're an unstoppable killing machine in so many words so it's it's just like it's crazy and it's annoying at the same time. But there's some really good moments in the film as well. And some of the kills are fun. And if you have that old DVD and you can do the kill, like the random kill button, it's fun to do it in this film because there's so many death scenes in it.
1: Yeah, I um, I almost brain farted right there. The thing that, that I think about the most with it was, it, I think for the most part, it was just really great to be able to get the characters back. And that's for the most part, the reason why you'll love this movie is if you love either Freddy or Jason or both, it, it's, it's not a terrible movie there. I mean, this is not Jason takes Manhattan. This is not <laughs> Friday the 13th part five, the black sheep oh. of the series. Right. I mean, it's, it's a good movie, but, um, I mean, come on the worm thing. And there's a lot of extra stuff in the movie that doesn't really need to be there. Um, yeah. But overall, it's definitely worth watching. So I did post the question
0: when we I was first talking about uh, wanting to do this film, or that we were going to be doing this film soon, um, to some people on our Facebook group called uh, Do You Love Horror? Uh, and so I have a couple of responses from them I wanted to read uh on this episode of the podcast and and get your opinion, too, of, of what's going on. So the first one comes from Alex King. It says, I think at this point in the franchise's uh, chain, they both were a little exhausted, but I was definitely excited to see the mashup. So I felt like it needed a bit more bang for the buck, but he still considers it to be a fun film.
1: Uh, yeah, I 100% agree.
0: And then we got Dave Z here. who says, this is a movie that I like a little bit less each time I see it. I was there opening night and did enjoy it, but I think that I enjoyed the experience more than the actual film. Robert Englund's performance is probably as worse as Freddy, and the comedy and the general silliness brings it down for me.
1: Yeah, he's also 100% right because I saw this movie opening night and I loved it to death and it was so exciting and cool because we had known this movie was coming forever and we had hints for it. It oh, finally showed they, up.
0: They had that whole weigh-in in Vegas with both Freddie and Jason. <laughs> I remember watching that and that made me stupidly hyped for this movie as well. We've also yeah.
1: got, Oh, sorry. Nope, just agreeing. I, the more times I've seen it, just the more immune to how silly it is I get And it makes me not want to watch it again anytime soon.
0: Well, we've also got Jerry right here. says, Freddy only kills one person in the film. Yep, you're correct. And Jason kills many. Also, spoiler alert, in the end, Jason is alive and whole. Freddy is just ahead. Jason wins.
1: It it does bring the factor of who really wins. But like you said, I mean, uh, Jason dismembers Freddy. But also, we know Freddy can't die, so neither of them can die so what's the point of them fighting right well we and can still try to drown them
0: <laughs> that's true we can still try to drown him in his dream uh and the last one comes from kyle laugh Laff- and he's of the laughing uh uh horror podcast uh i probably said that wrong kyle so i'm sorry uh but uh, he said i was unable to attend this film at a theater as i lived in the middle of nowhere but bought the film the day it came out I bought into the hype they had going on, the Vegas weigh-in, the press conference, all that crap. I loved the film then because it was Freddy and he was my main horror obsession. But as others feel, the more I watched it, the less I enjoyed it. They tried too much, uh, much too hard, to give it that charm that the older films of both respective series, but they failed miserably. Yet still to this day, uh, it's going to be a hell of a time. Uh, Yet still to this day, I like it, but it's going to be a hell of a long time till I decide to watch it again. Um,
1: yeah, pretty much took the words out of my mouth again.
0: <laughs> there you go. Seems like everybody kind of has the, a very similar opinion. So if we were going to review it on my review scale, um, what do you give the gore of the film?
1: Oh, nice. Um, let's see here. I'll probably give it a... Oof, I'm going to go 3.9 out of 5, almost a 4.
0: Ooh. See, I'm actually going to give it a 5 out of 5 because there's still a lot of, like... There's a lot of blood, there's a lot of missing limbs, Uh, it does get spray especially during the fight between Jason and Freddy, like, Jason whacks into Freddy and blood just spurts way out in the air, but it is zoomed out, and they did use a good, uh, they took a good use of the R rating with this film. Uh, Okay, so, I I know crap factor is kind of a weird thing for a lot of people, but it's just like, what is the crap level of the film? How crappy is this film to you?
1: Oh, it's a 3 out of (laughs) 5.
0: Oh, you got on a 3. I'm giving it a 4 out of 5 primarily because of the plot, the acting, and the god awful use of CGI in this film. Yeah. practical effects people, they're so good. Use them more often than not. Okay, and then the fun factor of this film. How fun is this film to you?
1: Oh, for me it's 4 out of 5. It's still a fun film
0: and then see here this where we differ a little bit i'm a three out of five on this one there are parts i still like and there are parts that are just really annoying and it sucks because i really did feel like that fight between jason and freddie at the end especially the last one was a little boring and slow and so it could have been it could have helped I mean that could have probably weighed uh my scales uh for this film so overall what do you give the film
1: Well, I didn't plan any uh, smart things to say out of this, (laughs) but uh, let's go ahead and give it uh, three fucked up caterpillars out of five.
0: Oh, we went to the same thing, and I'm giving it three (laughs) weed worms out of five.
1: (laughs) We know what stands out.
0: There we go. Uh, I mean, besides that, it would have been uh, maybe like three Freddy Grins out of five or something like that. But that weed
1: uh, fucking caterpillar three out of five, Freddie pelvic, you know, pelvic thrusts. Thrust. <laughs> three out of five corn trees.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, could have said it better myself.
0: Okay. Well, uh, thank you very much for joining before we go, though, I'm going to play the trailer of what we are going to be looking at next week. And this actually comes from the nerdgasm network on Twitter. They were follower number 800. And so, uh, Jesus Christ. I can't believe I'm doing this. Um, this is their suggestion for what I should be watching next.
2: In the heartland of America, live a very special kind of people. Friendly, decent, hard-working people. But what happens when these simple down-to-earth folk accidentally drink a barrel of nuclear waste? Well, whatever it is, it better taste good cause you splattered it all over the corn squeezing, you otter ass. I'm sorry, Daddy. Swilling toxic moonshine, they become flesh-eating bloodthirsty kinfolk from hell. They become redneck zombies. Redneck zombies, tobacco-chewing gut-chomping creatures of the night. Redneck zombies, monstrous radioactive freaks waiting to eat you for lunch. Alone and lost in the backwoods of Maryland, seven city slickers will encounter a nightmare world of the hillbilly undead. This, man. Not since blood sucking freaks has there been such controversial scenes of violence, dismemberment, and cannibalism. Whoa, Ty, check it out. It's a native. Oh, hello. There's trails, trails. And adventure, plus plenty of lip smacking nourishment. We dare you to keep your eyes open during the last harrowing half hour. It makes Dawn of the Dead look like Mary Poppins. Redneck Zombies is another provocative, anti-nuclear parable from the Trauma Team. Filmed in gorgeous entrail vision, it's for rock and roll horror freaks of all ages. Oh, shit!
3: Did you change this name? Sally!
2: For spilled guts, laughs, and suspense, it's Redneck Zombies. A splatter film classic so gruesome that half the Trauma Team staff, Check themselves into Bellevue. Redneck Zombies! A down-home good time you'll never forget. Warning. Repeated viewings of Redneck Zombies has been shown to cause insane laughter in laboratory animals.
0: That's right. We're gonna look at Troma's Redneck Zombies. Now, it's not a Lloyd Kaufman film, but it's, you know, one of the ones that they released under the Troma name. Uh, So, Dave, where can they find you and all of your works and anything else that you've been doing lately?
1: Uh, Yeah, hook up with me on Twitter. I'm still at PhantomDarkDave. But I got a new home now where you can hear my voice. I have joined the trio of the Black Cat Shadow podcast. So please come check us out there. We're on all major platforms, and you're going to get some killer interviews coming up within the next month.
0: Ooh, that's a tease if I've ever heard one before. Uh, anywhere else that you want them to check anything out any of your works that you've been doing
1: um, just follow me on Twitter and watch for the things I throw out we're dealing with some uh, some filming stuff we got some movies coming out there will be something before the year is up I promise uh, I can't promise if it'll be good but I promise it'll be something <laughs> uh, but there'll be something good about it especially if you like Freddy versus Jason you gotta like what I do. But, um, yeah, no, just check us out, uh, Black Hat Shadow, for for all my interviews that I'll be doing. And then, you know, if you follow uh, Brian here, then you'll see we converse a lot on Twitter as the best place.
0: Yes, that it is uh, definitely to find us as well. Uh, you can always follow the podcast. It's at T underscore T underscore podcast on Twitter. Uh, Terrible Terror Podcast on Instagram. Facebook.com slash Terrible Terror Podcast. Facebook, yeah, no, I don't do much with that. Uh, but it's there uh and as well terrible terror podcast at gmail.com if you have movie suggestions or you just want to chat about anything that you don't want to f- find me i'm most active on twitter to be honest with you um so you know check everything out make sure you check out dave's twitter and check out black cat shadow um you know there's a, you already heard the little bump at the front of the podcast but again we'll throw out uh, another shout out for them uh As for me, that's it this week. Next episode, uh, we will be looking at redneck zombies. Sons of bitches. All right. (laughs) See you next time.